And we are back. Episode back. 10. Episode 10. 10. 10. It's a nice, good number. I'm actually really excited about 13. <clears throat> yeah. That's one of my favorite numbers. I'm looking forward to getting some real subscribers going here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to negate the <clears throat> subscribers we have now. You guys certainly do matter. Oh, yeah. We're, up, we're over 4,000 now. Yeah, we're getting it. 4,000 people. And I have, I have an idea. Okay. For when we hit 10,000. All right. Let's so, hear. so before I get into that, let me let me let's 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 clean the closet a little bit. I have, yeah, that was good, right? That was good. Yeah. I have. We we last night we spent. So first of all, everybody, she's got a new chair over there. You see, it's all pink and nice, and she got a little secret lab going. Makes me happy. <clears throat> that came in yesterday. Yeah. And then I ripped off all the foam, so yeah. I don't know how we sound. We may sound like shit right now. Mm-hmm. You're, you may hear our dishwasher and all kinds of other things because we don't have the the padding. Then we spent two hours looking at furniture. Yep couple hours looking at paint, trying to figure out what we we're going to do. And by, you know, 10 o'clock last night, we had an order in with rooms to go. And we are redoing the entire podcast room. We are. New paint, two new chairs, bookcases, tables, end tables, the whole nine. We are getting rid of everything that we have and starting over completely, adding a third camera so that we'll have a wide angle shot of us and then direct shots so that AJ will be appeased because he's been asking for that for weeks now. Yeah. But we are doing the thing. So... To Be Better podcast is evolving. I want to get a neon. I, I, the Jantech Neons is who does the neons for the tattoo shop. I just have to send them what we want and the color we want and then get a price. It's probably going to be about two grand to get a neon put in here. So I don't know if I want to do the neon yet. That's, you know, depending on size, obviously. Okay. So if we don't do a big neon, I, I want like a little tiny one to put on my, on my personal table. I feel like that's just a thing for me. I want a little tiny neon. If I, we don't I, do a big I one. don't know how that's going to work. We can get, I'm almost certain we could do like a little neon. I'll do the research. Okay, good because that's I don't want to deal with that. If I <laughs> okay, I know neon <clears throat> signs for for the businesses because I've ordered from them. I don't know if you can get like a, I mean maybe you could get like a little sign like the stands on its own. Maybe I I don't know. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so with that being said, once we have the the bookcase set up that we ordered which will be coming later. So when we when, when we record episode 11, mm-hmm. we will be on the all-new setup. Hopefully, the bookcase is here by then. Otherwise, you're going to get a half-done room, and then episode 12 will have the final product. We're going to hang a print if we don't do a neon. Mm-hmm. We're going to hang a print above the bookcase. <clears throat> when we get to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, we should do a drop-shipped print on metal of one of our photos to um, a lucky subscriber. And have it sent from Impix. Not not a picture of us, but like right. one of our photos. Um, maybe the dollar bill or your steering wheel picture or maybe one of the bees coming out of the flower that I have because it's a, a really close macro shot that looks really good. Mm-hmm. But whatever we do, whatever we decide to hang on the wall should be the one that we send out to somebody so that they have a matching print of one of our photos. I think that would be kind of cool. Or we could do like a, you have an option of picking between four photos yeah. and three sizes. That way they have an option to like, okay, I have a, you know, a three foot gap on a wall that needs to be filled. Right. That way they can pick one for their home and we can try to make, you know, make our photography work for their, their thing. I think that's a good idea. Having the four options. Yeah. Okay. So then this is how we're going to do it just so that AJ can clip it and we can stick it on TikTok. Okay. When we hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, which means if you're following us on TikTok, you should follow us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't like podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's going to help drive the algorithm. It's going to help support what we do, which will also help our TikTok content continue. <clears throat> when we get to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, we are going to do a photography giveaway metal print from mpix.com 
valued between 200 and 600 bucks, depending on the size of the print. It'll get drop shipped directly to you. It will be a photo of our photography mm -hmm. and you will have an option of four pictures that you get to pick from and two or three different sizes to fit the wall needs that you have. And all you have to do is subscribe. That's it. Go to YouTube, find our channel, click subscribe. You don't even have to interact anymore. Just simply subscribe to the channel. It helps the algorithm. It helps the channel grow. It'll do the thing. Be much appreciated. Yes. Um, so now that, that dis that's there, mm -hmm. do we want to talk about some of the, <clears throat> the TikTok YouTube stuff? Because I don't want to just jump into emails. I have a, a few things. I know right. you had something that you wanted to talk about too. Mm -hmm. um, how would you like to proceed, ma'am? Let's start with the TikTok stuff. Okay. Um, so on my TikTok page, I have a video where a man was like, a woman was like, it's 11 o'clock at night. She's like, I got to go to the gas station. He's like, no, I got it. And she's like, no, I, I can do it. And he's like, no, no, no man should allow his woman to go to the gas station at 11 o'clock at night. And there's big hoopla in the comments about men allowing women to whatever. You can, you can take the wording and the verbiage and feel however you want to feel about it. That's fine. Right. One of the biggest comments that I get is, well, men are the problem. And if it wasn't for men doing what they do, women wouldn't feel the way they feel. And that's over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So here I am having a YouTube channel and TikTok channel that is dedicated to making men be better men. I'm actually doing something to affect change to make men better. And in the comments, when I have those comments come through, well, men are the problem. We need to do something about that. My question to all of you nagging women who are the ones making those comments, what are you doing to affect change? Because I'm doing the work. Mm -hmm. So if you think that all men are the problem and I fall under the category of all men and I'm the problem, maybe I should just stop doing what I'm doing and you guys can figure that shit out yourselves because you complaining on my TikTok video is not affecting change. Right. 80% of children in single parent households are, are being raised by women. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to affect change? Because I'm, I'm doing the job. Right. So for all of you women who want to comment on that video and talk shit and say that all men are the problem while I'm trying to affect change, in the comments of this video, tell me what you're doing to make change because I'm doing my job. Mm -hmm. You know, that reminds me of an instance where I made that TikTok about a woman being passive aggressive and slamming cabinets while her man was trying to take a nap after going hunting or something. And I called her out and I was like, you know, if you have a problem, communicate it. Don't throw a temper tantrum like a child. <clears throat> and I said, we're probably about 30 years past the point of throwing temper tantrums. So let's, yeah. let's be adults here. And somebody commented and said, yeah, well, are we ever going to talk about men graping women? No, we're just going to talk about how women are the problem. Yep. <clears throat> and before I even responded to her, I went to her page. She had two followers and no TikToks. Yeah. I was like, okay, so if you have such an issue with it and you are seeing these things, she specifically said seeing TikToks about men laughing about graping women and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, I've never seen this. I've never even heard about these kinds of things being on TikTok. So how am I supposed to speak on something I've never seen, yet you have... And you just kept scrolling. You would never see that on TikTok. That would get removed. Right. Immediately. Right. Account violation. So she's full of shit. Well, the point is, so <clears throat> now you've stated you've seen this on TikTok. Mm -hmm. You said absolutely nothing about it. But then you want to come to my page and complain that I'm not? How about you use your TikTok like the people saying, well, men are the problem. Use right. your TikTok to say something about yeah, it. Make change. Find find a solution instead right. of just complaining about it. Um. There was another thing that got brought up yesterday because I, I've been on a, a posting binge because AJ has gotten so many good clips from the last couple yeah. of episodes that we've been posting. We, I hit 200,000. I'm at 205,000 subscribers right now. You are. Followers on TikTok. You're at like 196. I'm going to check real quick. We're doing the thing. One of, Oopsies. <clears throat> one of the things that I'm getting a lot on my videos is, well, men do it too. 
women aren't the only people who nag. Men do it too. How is that at all contributing to the conversation being had? In their mind, it contributes. But even if it does contribute, how is that going to contribute in a positive way to affect the change about the things you're complaining about? Everyone complains. Everyone nags. It's human nature to mm -hmm. be whiny sometimes. It happens. Right. The, the conversations that we have, because we do have conversations specifically about men and conversations specifically about women, but we are speaking on a very specific subject. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when you come into the comments and you go, well, somebody else does it too. And? and, and yeah, and? In a world of an eye for an eye, everyone is blind. Yeah. You are not solving or contributing anything of value by coming in the comments and saying some shit like that. It's easier to just keep scrolling. Mm -hmm. If you don't have value to add or a suggestion or a solution, shut the fuck up. Right. Constructive what, criticism is even welcome. Right. I, I would per, I bring the constructive criticism, mm -hmm. but you need to have some sort of an answer. Don't come and just throw out some bullshit statistic or deflect or be an asshole. We're trying, trying to provide solutions to everyone's problems because 90% right. of the people out there do not communicate effectively. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. We want to help people learn to communicate. It's, 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 you would think it's not that hard. Right. It, it clearly is because people fail at it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's actually pretty crazy to think about. Our three and four year old have better communication skills than most adults. Right. Because we've been teaching them. Right. Just like we're trying to teach you. So <laughs> I give a little example of the communication. So this morning on the way to school, the kids are like, we want to go to Nana's house today. I'm like, well, today's Thursday. You'll see Nana Saturday. And they started getting upset. And I was like, I understand you guys want to see Nana. And I know you miss her. She misses you. She has doctor appointments. You know, Nana's got Nana things to do. You'll see her Saturday. And they were like, okay, we'll see Nana Saturday. And that was the end of the conversation. They could have kept whining. They mm -hmm. could have kept crying. They could have threw a fit. And they were like, okay. At three and five. At three and five. Oh, he, he's five. Oh, my <laughs> God, his birthday. <laughs> All right, so. I can't believe he's growing. Yeah, kids do that. Uh, you're right. He's five. All right. So I have a, a question from YouTube. Okay. And this is for Peaches. That's me. From Hey Jita. How do I work <laughs> through not taking the lack of help personally? I want to stop nagging, but it feels like the only way is to just say, oh, well, guess I'll just do everything and let him do nothing. So I'm going to repeat that back to make sure I'm absorbing properly. <clears throat> she wants to find a way to not feel a negative way towards him not helping. Right. Because it's easier to say, I'll do it on my own, never mind, not let him do anything. Yeah. How do I how do I work through not taking the lack of help personally? So she takes it personal when he doesn't help. Okay. And then she wants to stop nagging, but it feels like the only way that she can stop nagging is by just doing it herself. <clears throat> so it depends on the task. If you're nagging about folding towels, that's just something you have to do on your own. I said in another podcast, or it was a bonus cast, something where I said, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to do something where on the off event you forget to do it, I'm going to take it personally. Mm -hmm. That's me setting myself on fire. Right. So if folding the towels, for example, is a thing that really gets under your skin and that's something you nag about, just stop and ask him to do it. It's going to bring a peace to your home. It's also going to make you feel lighter because you're not having any negative feeling towards him because you feel like he's sliding you in any certain way. Now, if it's the kind of thing where you're like, his job is to take out the trash and he's not taking out the trash, I would not let that slide. It has to be a calm, peaceful conversation. You can't say, hey, babe, take out the trash for me. And then in three minutes say, I can't believe you haven't done this yet. Right. 
I'll just do it myself. It's been 30 seconds. If it's been 20 minutes, gentle reminder. Hey, babe, just a reminder. You know, I asked you to take the trash out. I know you got a lot going on. I'm in the middle of a bunch of stuff. It would just really help me out if you did it. Another 20 minutes go by. Just be like, okay, take it out on your own. And if he says something, say, I asked you twice. Mm -hmm. You're busy. I'm just going to take care of it. And knowing my man, he would feel shitty about that. It would make me feel like garbage. Right. Pun intended. I like that. So in the event that this scenario was playing out and you were in the kitchen, right. you were cooking, assuming that would be when you were like, hey, the garbage is full, because that's when it needs to be addressed mm-hmm. because you need to put shit in there. It needs to be taken care of right now. Right. If you were just like, babe, trash is full. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and take the trash out. It takes less than a minute. Right. I know because you're already in the kitchen that you're going to bag the garbage can. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to come in and double check just in case you didn't because it's my job to put a bag in there. But normally you do. Right. That comes down to knowing my job yeah. because the garbage is my job. I agreed to that. Yeah. So when you're like, babe, garbage is full, mental note, I need to get up and do that because if I don't, I'm going to forget. Yeah. And if I get that second reminder, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. Yeah. So now I'm going to hurry and do the garbage. And the first time asking is never in a bitchy tone. Mm-mm. And say I give you a gentle reminder, you get up, you do it, you come back. I will never hit you with, it's about time. Right. I, don't, I shouldn't have to ask you twice. Right. I don't want to be asked. Right. If the garbage can is full and it's my job to take the trash out, just be like, babe, garbage is full. Yeah. If I know you're cooking, I know I need to help. Mm-hmm. It, it's not hard. It, it's not asking. It's not demanding. It's you you letting me know that my job now needs to be done. Right. And it's not <clears> in a bad <throat> scenario. No, it's not. And if you guys have never laid down expectations of who's doing what in the household, and you're finding yourself overwhelmed and you're starting to ask for help after five or eight years, that's going to be a big transition for him because you've been doing it for almost a decade. You guys need to sit down and have a conversation. You need to say, you know, I'm recognizing that I'm becoming overwhelmed and I'm burnt out and it's getting to the point where I don't want to do anything anymore. I need your help. And that's when you sit down and lay out the things that you can do and the things that stress you out. Like if you don't want to take out the trash, designate that as his job. You also need to give him the leeway to adapt to the change in routine for him. So if he forgets two or three times in two weeks, gentle reminders. Don't right. jump on his ass about it because he's going to be like, I'm, I'm, it's like teaching a toddler or something. Right. You know, if you start getting on his ass two or three times after you guys get this in place, he's going to stop doing it. Right. He's trying his best. When you recognize that he's trying his best and you still shit on him, why would he continue helping right. you? There's also a, 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 a form of like feeling the need to rebel mm-hmm. when you're treating us like children. Right. And that's a normal thing for all men. Uh, I would assume it's the same thing for women. Nobody wants to be told what to do, mm-hmm. but there are ways that you can. So like in the event, like you said, with the the expectations laid out, if I was a video game guy, because of the way that I, I don't procrastinate things, mm-hmm. I, if I don't do them right now, I know they're not getting done. Right. Um, because I know that I'm going to get a phone call. I'm going to get a text message. Uh, I'm going to have to leave real quick. I'm going to have to run to the bank. I'm going to have to do all these things, and by the time I get back, it's going to be three hours, and you'll be like, hey, I asked you to do something three hours ago. What the hell? I'm going to feel like an asshole because I didn't do it right away. So I will make sure that I I do everything right away. So in the event that we have a chore list, Mm -hmm. and I know that my job is to take care of the vehicles and the garbage and the garbage cans on on Sundays when the garbage trucks come and all that shit, I'm doing all of that first thing in the morning so that if I want to sleep or if I want to nap, play video games, go spend an extra hour in the gym, go take pictures or whatever I need to do, I've done all my work in the morning. I don't have to worry about it anymore. So for those people who work a full-time job, if the garbage is your responsibility when you come home and you want to play video games or have a beer or whatever, just check the garbage can real quick. Mm-hmm. If it's 
80% full, just take the trash out. Right. Then you can sit down and not be interrupted while playing video games. And this is a conversation that may need to be had. Yeah. Maybe he just wants to sit down and not have to worry about it anymore because he's been working in the sun all day and he's tired. If he's got a chore list that he knows he's got to do as soon as he comes in, it's real quick to just get that done before you jump in the shower and then decompress and relax for the night. Right. That's an easy thing. This conversation rolls into um, questions, engage curiosity, and statements make demands. Um, or trigger judgment. I mean, um, statements trigger judgment. When you <clears throat> say we need to talk, instant anxiety. It's trigger. It's triggering judgment. Mm-hmm. You did something wrong, or I did something wrong. Yeah. If you say, "Babe, you got a minute?" Yeah. What's up? Normal, calm conversation. Not a big deal. Right. You know, you when you're telling somebody happy birthday, you never say, "I need to talk to you." Right. Right. So, right, you just, you say it. So even if it's a, it could evolve into a negative conversation, you just have to say it. Right. When you say something like, we need to talk, you're already putting them in that negative mindset. And they get defensive immediately. Right. So anything you have to say after that sentence, they're not going to fully hear you. They're going to be in the emotional mindset and arguments. Yeah. Try it. Try it with your partner. Be like, we need to talk. And they're like, oh God, what's up? Be like, I love your shirt. And they just walk away. They're going to be like, damn, I felt like you were about to shit on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, don't obviously don't do that. There's no reason to put your, your partner in a, a state of anxiety for no reason. But, Especially if you know they have anxiety. Right. Don't but you that. will. It will absolutely do that, yeah. which is why it's important to make sure that you phrase things in a, a, a calm, questionary manner. Mm-hmm. But for things like, like what she's asking when it comes to the garbage or whatever, just let them know that it needs to be done. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, I was sitting on my arm and my shoulder hurts now, but like when I move it, I can feel my muscles and I'm like, ooh. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have a, a list of things that um, I want wanted to just reiterate in this podcast because it's been talked about in previous ones, but because people who listen, they're probably not going back and listening to older podcasts. Right. Unless people are like obsessed with the content and then they're going to jump in and listen and they'll hear all this all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I also think that it's important that you avoid phrases like you always or you never because those come across as combative and can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, power struggles when dealing with or creating a power struggle in the home. Um, you are making it harder for your team to win. You either both win or you both lose. You cannot beat the team if you are playing on it. Can't beat your own team. Right. So sacrifice may be required in order to win. And that comes down to basic arguments. If, if you're having an argument with your partner and you feel like you're losing the argument, sometimes you just have to be the bigger person and be like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not trying to beat you. Mm-hmm. This isn't about me and you. This is about this situation. And we need to figure out how to resolve it because it's the two of us versus the situation. Right. Not versus each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was make sure that you set boundaries. If you haven't set boundaries in your marriage, your partner is going to overstep things that in your head are a boundary. So if you, And they have no idea. Right. You can't expect people to read your mind. So mm-hmm. set your boundaries. Make sure that they know what your boundaries are and make sure that those boundaries are clear and defined. I was locking it so I don't go back anymore. Oh. That's This is a neat share. Yeah, it's got <laughs> lots of options. Um so those are, I, I want to start, like I'm going to make my notebook or print out a list of things that we've gone over because we know these things. And sometimes right. they don't get brought back up again because it's it's just knowledge to us. We know them. And then mm-hmm. when it comes up, you're like, oh shit, that's a good point. Right. So if I can just every once in a while go back through and reread these things to give people communication tips, I think that would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. So we had a comment on YouTube where somebody was like, she could call me sir any day. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that face. 
the the man in me, the gentleman in me, right, wanted to jump in and be like, "You need to be better." Like yeah. this is not how you talk to a woman. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. Has that ever really worked? And then you you know you you and I talked back and forth, and the reply was made. But when it comes down to it, has that ever worked? For all of you men out there who say stupid shit like that to women on the internet, has that ever worked? Have they been like, oh my God, panty dropping. So right. Yes, sir. Like, come on, dude. You look like you live in your mom's basement. Learn how to talk to a woman. So this is going to sound really cocky, but it's true. I've had hundreds of dudes probably in the last 15 years message me shit like that, and it's never worked. Right. It's not going to. A hundred out of a hundred times you will get turned down. Any woman with self-respect and self-esteem is not going to engage with somebody who acts like that on the internet. So I'm going to correct myself. A hundred out of a hundred times you're going to get shit down by a woman who respects herself. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Let's correct that because there are some women who be like, oh, hey. Yeah, because they need attention and validation. Right. I can't imagine that that would ever work. I, I really can't. I see some of the shit that people send you mm-hmm. and I see the shit that people post on your page and like yeah. the comments that are left for you and like, come on. I, it doesn't even bother me. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Like, I know I, I'm secure in us, so people right. can say whatever they want to say to you. It's not going to affect me one way or the other. It's disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's truly disappointing when I see people act the way that they do because I know you are never going to level up or get anywhere in life with a woman acting that way or talking that way. It is not hard to be articulate and calm and respectful and, like, engage. Right. And we've had people who are, like, you know, knowing that we're married start to try to hit on you and engage on you in the comments. And I'm like, come on, dude. There was a dude in my comments on one of the videos I posted, it's almost like 600,000 views. And a dude was like, oh, damn, I'm going to ask her to marry me. Yeah. And these people in my comments are popping off like, bro, that's her husband sitting across yeah. from her. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the mentality. It really just baffles me. We live in such a hookup culture oh, yeah. that people know they're going to get laid on, on a date mm-hmm. or even without the date because you can swipe and hook up and do the thing right. that we have <laughs> lost the ability to engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. And dating is a chess match. It really is a chess match. You're trying to get them to open up and explain everything and, and get to know them and, and be vulnerable and have intimate conversations and see if this person's going to match with you. And it is a back and forth. When you don't know how to have that back and forth, You're never going to succeed. You're not going to ever find a partner. You're not going to add value to a conversation by just being like, oh, she can call me, sir. (laughs) Makes me nauseous. It blows my mind that that people are as lonely as they are. And this is this is factual. Those men are lonely. Mm -hmm. They're in desperate. So you have a lonely and desperate man who is willing to spend time learning the levels of judging of Magic the Gathering, but will not read a basic book on communication and learn how to talk to a woman. Right. I don't think that I have anything else for housekeeping. So one thing I wanted to hit that we actually heard, I believe it was Laura Doyle's book, Mm -hmm. where she said that nagging leads divorce more than cheating does. Yes, it does. Isn't that insane? And then once those divorces happen because of the nagging, that woman and her friend group will be like, oh, well, he must have been cheating on you. Yeah. So we can't take blame anywhere. There was something that I heard. Well, I'm, I'm going to correct myself. Not blame, but accountability. Right. My next point is. So I made a TikTok about. No, no, not, it wasn't even a TikTok. It was on one of the podcasts we did. We made a snippet for TikTok. And the snippet was. You can't be loved through your abusive tendencies. So if you're in a relationship with somebody new and they have never done anything to 
displace your trust. They've never, never done anything to hurt you. Like they have not abused you in any way. And they do something unbeknownst to them that triggers you and you react in a violent manner or an abusive manner. They do not have to stay with you. Right. Unless you are actively working on it and growing and apologizing for your actions and recognizing that you are in survival mode. And somebody went into the comments and said, this is not true. If you trigger me, my reaction is your fault. That's bullshit. That is the biggest victim mentality mindset I've ever fucking heard. Right. I, I don't think I've ever even heard somebody say, my reaction's your fault. The only thing that you can truly control in your life is you. Yeah. Your triggers are your problems. Right. Your reaction or response is your problem. That has nothing to do with the other person. People being offended is a you problem. Right. I could say some really foul shit that offends 90% of the population. That's 90% of the population's problem, not mine, because they choose to be offended by it. Right. And, you know, that person went on to say. Is this the BPD comment? Yes. BPD. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which absolutely baffled me because they threw their BPB, BPD out there like, this is my ticket card. This is right. my excuse for being <clears throat> how I am and why everything is everybody else's fault. That's exactly why I don't use my BPD. Well, I saw that and I was like, well, joke's on you um, because the man sitting across from me has been diagnosed with BPD since he was like five. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was more like 13, but close enough. <laughs> I, I thought you said... I was young. I was young. Actually, the first time I went to therapy, I was seven. Okay. But BPD wasn't... It was so in the 80s, borderline was single white female. Everybody thought it was single white female. That, do you ever see that movie? I love that movie. Okay. So that chick had borderline. Right. So in the 80s... Right. So in the 80s, when people thought borderline, they thought that. So like they didn't have the 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 four tier documented borderline with different types and, and all that shit in the eighties. So Wait. when I got diagnosed in the, it was like eighty eight to ninety somewhere in there I was like eight eight to ten years old. Okay. And then it was solidified as a teenager because I was forced to take psychiatric evaluations. Mm -hmm. That's a whole ordeal. So I was diagnosed before I was in double digits and it was solidified in double digits. Okay. <clears throat> well, either way, it's been like thirty years. Yes. That you've been living diagnosed yes. with borderline personality disorder. And you have done a lot of hard work that was mentally anguishing to you mm -hmm. to hold yourself accountable for your actions and how your brain's wired. It's doable. Mm -hmm. Is it hard? Yes. Can some people do it? No. Some people are not mentally strong enough to face their own demons and grow from it. It's never an excuse to be a bad person. Right. <clears throat> never. I think, I think there's no... Using your trauma as an excuse to be a bad person is not acceptable. That's what I meant. Right. But even with so with a mental illness, I feel that way for sure. Right. Just because you have something wrong with your brain doesn't mean you get to be a piece of shit. It's not a free pass. Right. Does that mean you have to work harder than some other people? Yeah, it Absolutely. does. Absolutely. And it's going to suck. And you're going to think, well, why me? Why do I have it so hard when Mackenzie doesn't? Nobody can say why you have it harder. You just do. And you have to accept that. And you have to learn and you have to grow from it. Or you're going to continue in the same shitty toxic cycle you've had your whole life and continue being miserable. Facts. Mm. All the facts. Next point, coming off of that, <clears throat> that person said, well, if somebody is triggering me on purpose to get a reaction out of me, that's abuse. I agree with that statement. If somebody knowingly knows your triggers and uses them against you, on purpose to trigger you and get you a reaction or whatever, that's abuse. Or bullying. Or bullying. 
I guess technically yeah. it would be the same thing, but I, I, I don't know. I, right. I look at it as abuse as like a much deeper thing. Right. People are assholes. <clears throat> people are assholes. Being bullied is being bullied. Mm-hmm. It happens. And it happens to people as an adult. Right. But abuse is a much deeper thing for me, I think. Well, when you're, said that. when you're in a long-term relationship and you are trauma bonded to somebody and that person you're trauma bonded to continuously uses your triggers against you to keep you down and that in a box, abuse. that's yeah, abuse. I agree. So why are you with that person if that's what they're doing? It's a choice. Why would you allow somebody to have that power over you to constantly trigger you and put you back into a mindset? Nobody is allowed to have that power over you. So even in a situation where they're abusing you, which is inexcusable, you have the choice to leave and still grow and be a better person. Right. The whole, I, I understand people think the victim mentality is like a safe space. Does that make sense? I mean, I guess it does. Because the victim mentality, they want everybody to cater to them. I ain't catering to nobody. Right. I'm not, I'm just, that whole mentality is Mm -hmm. sickening to me. Right. And people like, you victim blame, you victim shame, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you guys are just being little bitches. And I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. I've had a horrible life. I'm not on here fucking crying about it, saying that it's everybody's fault. I take responsibility for my life and where I'm going. Right. And the success that I have is because I earned it. I did the work. Mm Mm-hmm. Not just in business, but in my my personal life, the relationship that we have, my communication skills. I did that. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave that to me. And it hasn't been easy. We had a lot of growing pains in the beginning of our relationship. Mm-hmm. We still have some growing pains. They aren't as tense as they were. Right. And they're much far and few in between now. They were there, though. Yep. It's never an excuse. Mm-mm. And then the last one, so if this doesn't make sense, I need you to tell me it doesn't make sense. <clears throat> so you know how people say... There's a surface level of a person and then there's like that deep down how they aspire to be better and all these other things. I've really been thinking about that. I don't think that there is a deep down. And the reason I say that is your actions speak for you. Right. So no matter how much you say, well, I want to be a better person and I hate doing these things and I hate hurting you and I know you love me. I love you too. I'm going to be better. When your actions don't follow through, those are just wishes. Right. It's hot air. It's all bullshit. Right. So there is no deep down. You are your actions. So if you want to be a better person and you're tired of feeling the way you are, implement the actions. Otherwise, it, it means nothing. Yeah. You are your actions. You are who you are. And that's going to suck to hear. Some of you out there are complete assholes to people because of your past and you've been hurt so many times and you've put up a wall to the world and you don't want to deal with anybody anymore and you're filled with hate. So you want to hate everything. But you want to be happier, right? You hate being that miserable person. You can keep telling that to yourself, but if, if you're an asshole to everybody else in your life and you constantly put people down and you're trying to one-up people with your pain and one-up people with your past experiences and your trauma and, well, you think your life is bad, I've been through this, your want to be a better person means nothing without the actions implemented. Right. I think the only thing that that doesn't apply to is for the people who put on a mask when they meet people new mm-hmm. and will try to show the best side of themselves instead of showing who they really are. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think that everyone does that mm-hmm. to an extent. You know, when you go for a job interview, you're putting your best foot forward. You want to be as presentable and as outgoing. You want to show them the best version of you. Right. And if you were that version of you all of the time, your life would be a much better scenario. And it mm-hmm. goes for the same thing when you meet somebody and start dating. It's very easy to put on the best version of you and then eventually fall back into your old habits. But those old habits are who you are. Those are learned behavioral traits. Yep. Breaking those learned behavioral traits is difficult. It's no different than my cussing. Mm-hmm. 
I, I am trying so hard, and I've dropped the F-bomb three times at least on this podcast already, and we're 40 minutes in. Have I? I don't know. I've only been paying attention to mine, because okay. after it comes out, I'm making a mental note. There's one. There's another. I haven't even heard you say it. <clears throat> I have. Wow. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. Right. I, I think that I sound ignorant mm-hmm. when I cuss, and that's what I'm telling myself. You sound like a dummy. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You just made yourself... You just... Uh, null and void. Your entire point is null and void, because you just dropped an F-bomb. Right. And I know that that's not the case. I just, I like to use the F word as punctuation mm-hmm. or as to like make a, a point. to drive that point. Mm-hmm. And if I learn to control my cussing and then drop that F bomb and no one really ever hears me say it, everybody in the room is like, whoa, he just said the F word. Yeah. You know, but it's going to drive that point home. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I'm trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So the behavioral trait is some, I have been cussing like this since I was like 11. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like probably eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I had to have been younger than that. I, I don't know, but I, I, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I want to, I want to be articulate and I want to sound intelligent and I don't want to just accept that that's my behavioral pattern. Right. So I'm working on it. It's not easy. And all the other changes that I've made in my life are just as difficult, mm-hmm. but I have made those changes and I believe everyone can change. You just have to really actually want to do it. Why are you laughing? You're making me happy. Why? great everything about you <laughs> yeah you have determination and grit and you're not afraid to get your hands dirty and even when you're depressed you still see kind of the good attributes and you you shit on yourself <laughs> a lot but it's been a rough couple of days yeah it has <clears throat> oh my god <laughs> i'm actually having a pretty good day considering how it started yeah but. do you have more on your list because we're almost uh, we're 40 minutes we're 40 minutes in <clears throat> um I had the notes I took when I was crazy stoned. You talked about those already. Did I? Mm-hmm. Did I read it verbatim? I don't know. I think that was a Patreon conversation. Well, I'm just going to read this and not elaborate on it anymore. So it says, podcast is my journal. <laughs> Finally understand writing shit out. Forgot how to spell this word. Yikes. Softer tone and clarification. <laughs> um, the word that I forgot how to spell was journal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Journaling. Writing shit out is journaling. I couldn't figure out how to journal and then the ing at the end. Like, is there a change in letters or something? It was just really hard when I was stoned. And then <laughs> I wrote, wow, wow, journaling, because I figured it out. Is this disassociating, not paying attention to the TV or downtime thinking about life and how to improve? Or is dosi- <laughs> disassociate, spelling is difficult, fuck playing video games, or something like being distracted from tasks like work or housework and slacking in life? <laughs> you really went through it that night. That was rough for me, yeah. Like the universe opened and I saw God. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, we both have our medical cards. I have to say that every time we talk about so that we don't get flagged. Okay. Um, but True Leave has a true clear concentrate that can be used as an edible or an inhalation yeah. and you took a drop of it as an edible and I've never seen you that high. I actually did two drops. <laughs> did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did the first one and I ate it and like that whole tube is like crazy amount of THC. Yep. And I was like, well, one drop is really not that much. I was like, I can do a 10 milligram edible, like nothing. And I figured that one drop was like, I don't know, five or 10 milligrams. Yeah. <clears throat> That was my notes Okay. while doing that. So new disclaimer, we are not experts on your life. You are. We believe most relationships can be saved. However, both have to do their part. Uh, You both have to do the work and you both have to want it. If you decide to stay or go, you still have to learn to communicate. 
Um, if you fail to do the work, you will fail in your next relationship. So why not do the work in this relationship and put in the effort and see if you can save it before moving on to the next? I We are saying that because we will tell people from time to time, we don't think your relationship is worth saving. You can find better. Um, I don't want to be the reason that relationships end. So I'm stating this disclaimer because you know your life and we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are not going to stand by and let people be taken advantage of, manipulated, or abused so correct we ready for emails i think so i've been watching your tiktoks does that sound okay yeah fix your mic is that better Mm -hmm. i've been watching your tiktoks and listening to your podcast and could use some perspective i'm going to apologize ahead of time as this is a very lengthy email but i want to provide as much detail as possible without it being too much my husband and i started seeing each other in 2017 we met at a house party i threw and it ended with me yelling at him I was drunk. I reached out to him the following day and apologized and did not expect a response. He replied and invited me to the movies. We went on a date and then hung out at his place after for a bit. That is pretty much the essence of our dating. We continued to hang out at each other's place, watching movies, playing video games, having meals and spending nights, etc. For those of you who are sensitive about the topic of essay, the next few sentences is about essay. So skip about a minute and a half. If you want to. Here is some background on myself. I have a history of SA. I was with my boyfriend at the time. We had been together for four years, and he graped me. It took me a while to leave the relationship due to mental, mental and emotional abuse. There had not been physical abuse outside of cornering me in a closet when he was angry, and this happened twice in four years. This man also cheated on me. He proposed and then had also at one point asked for an open relationship. I am aware of my lack of capability to stand up for myself, to speak my mind. I need to work on this. This man is also not the only man that has cheated on me. I have also, I also have issues with my sister. I had a boyfriend in high school that I would have followed to the ends of the world for. And his grandmother passed away while I was away for the holidays, celebrating with my dad and stepmom at their home in another state. We had only been together for about six months So we just celebrated a bit before I left. We did lose our virginities to each other. I don't feel this is important, but some do, so this is why I mention it. We were on vacation. While we were on vacation, he started to pull away. He asked for time, and I didn't want to give it. And then tried to give him that time, and he was upset with that as well. It turned out he was talking to my sister about his emotions, which should have been a red flag, but I was too emotional to see this. So I, I see that. I view that whole scenario as him trying to bang the sister. Why wasn't the sister like, hey, your man's reaching out to me? Mm-hmm. That, I, whole, that whole situation. Yeah. Should have just kept reading. Wow. Okay. Talking to sister about the motions, there was a lot more to the story. But by the end of this situation, it seems my sister tried to sleep with him and he broke up with me. I'm willing to bet it was the other way around. Or it was a conjoined effort of them trying to sleep together. But there's no reason that he should have been doing that. Right. Like, that's not okay. So anybody, that, any of you that are in a relationship, <coughs> if your man or woman is going to somebody of the opposite section, giving sex and giving the details of your relationship to them, it's over. Mm-hmm. That's emotional cheating. They are divulging personal information about your relationship to somebody that has no business knowing about your relationship. Unless there's abuse involved. And they're seeking help. Right. I, I think it's even wrong if you're going to another w- woman, another female, and telling her emotions that you're not even telling me. Right. 
that's a fucking problem. Oh, I said the F word. I'm so sorry. It makes me angry. It, it is a problem. That's yeah. not something you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, d- to, to divulge in your partner and, ex- mm-hmm. and talk to them, not skirt them and go to somebody else about what's going on. Right. That's how that, that leads to cheating. It does. Physical cheating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's also the kind of thing where, it sa- where it's like, not where it says, <clears throat> where it's like, say before you and I got together, I've had a male gay best friend for 10 years. And he was a person I would confide in. I am allowed to still confide in him, but you are the first person I'm going to. Yeah. Your opinion means more to me than anything else. And if by the end of our conversation, I still feel like I need another perspective, I would go to him. But you're the only person that I would go to right off the bat, first person coming to my mind. And after our conversation, if I'm satiated, my best friend wouldn't even have to know about it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even do that. No. Mm-mm. I tell Sean 75% of my life. Right. He's like my brother. I've known mm-hmm. him for almost 30 years at this point. Yeah. If you and I had a problem and it was not resolved, I wouldn't go to Sean and complain about it. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Like, if we had a problem, I wouldn't go to somebody else. Say something happened with my great aunt and it really frustrated me. Right. You're the first person I would okay. talk to about it. I'm still allowed to go to Michael, who's my gay best friend, but you're still the first person that comes to my mind when it comes to anything because you are my lifelong best friend. Right. You're the person I'm spending the rest of my life with. I agree with what you're saying. If there's a problem with us, that stays between us. Right. Nobody else needs to know anything about that. There are times where my mom asks us how we're doing. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. Any little tiffs or if we have a disagreement, nobody needs to know about that. Right. Unless there's an abuse involved right. or, or in the event that like you need to see a therapist or you need to, to talk to like a counselor. Mm-hmm. That's a different scenario. Right. But like just because little I, squabbles, you went to Starbucks and didn't get me my drink. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain about that to somebody that. Right. That you know what I mean? Like that's, those conversations just don't need to be had with people. Right. Especially if you <clears> went to another woman and said, oh, my God, I can't believe she didn't get me a coffee when right. she went. That woman in turn can say, wow, I would have done that for right. you. Exactly. At least cheating. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that does. That's exactly what, what I was saying was happening in that email. Yep. Not worth it. Mm-mm. More essay. So skip ahead another minute or so. Just skip that. I, I don't need to hear about the abuse. Okay. Skipping. So at the beginning of our relationship, we had many conversations. Some while he was like drunk. Some while he was drunk. And he doesn't remember them. Some conversations were not while he was drunk, and he just never paid attention. A huge issue for me was that we weren't having sex for a while due to my essay and not wanting my relationship to revolve around sex. I wanted it to revolve around our connection. Pause. A couple things. Mm -hmm. One, you shouldn't be trying to have in-depth conversations with people when they're drinking. I agree. Common sense. Yeah. If So he experienced essay. Mm -hmm. That's what that next paragraph was about. So he divulged that while he was drunk. If you came to me and I knew that you were intoxicated and you start telling me these kind of things, I would end the conversation. We're moving on to something else. We're distracting you. That's something you can tell me when you're sober. Right. Yeah, that doesn't need to be had. Mm-hmm. The other thing that she said <clears throat> where um, she didn't want the relationship to revolve around sex so they weren't having sex. Mm-hmm. Sex is important to a lot of people, it especially is. men. So it doesn't have to revolve around it, but it needs to be included in it. It needs to be a part. The intimacy has to be there. Even if sexual intercourse is not happening, there still needs to be sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the acts. It means the flirting. The flirting. Hip touches. Right. Kissing the neck. Right. 
it's so stupid that we have to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. But if I don't state those things or you don't state those things, then when he makes the clips, people in the comments are going to burp, 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 burp. Intimacy isn't just sex. Right. There's more to intimacy than just being physical. Yeah. Yes, there is. We are stating that there is. Having long, in-depth conversations about philosophy and getting your opinions on certain subjects, Mm -hmm. that's intimacy. Right. When someone allows you into a part of their brain that's shut off to the rest of the world, that's one of the deepest intimacies I have with you. And you can also have sex with no intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, but sex does need to be a part of a relationship. It does not need to revolve around it. But if you have an amazing relationship with a man mm-hmm. and the sex is lacking or it sucks for him and he's not enjoying it, there's a good chance he's not going to stick around. Right. Those needs have to be fulfilled. Just like women have emotional needs, men mm-hmm. have sexual needs. This is science. It's documented. Right. You can hate on it all you want, just the way that it is. And if you don't like it, don't be with a man. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. When I told him about my essay, he assumed I was playing a card as a woman. This is the man that she got married to? Is that what she's saying? I don't know if she said she married him or not. She said that she was with a guy that cheated on her, asked for an open marriage, and then got engaged. Okay, (coughs) so she left that guy. He broke up with her. So this is her husband. Her husband said that he assumed that she was playing the woman card when she told him about her essay. So he said that he was assuming she was playing the woman card. This was a red flag, but I tried to speak to him about it. He doesn't, he doesn't drink as much anymore. He will have three to four beers at a, at a night, three to four beers at night, Friday to Saturday. He has constantly agreed to conversations we have had just to give me what I want and then hate it later. A few examples, getting a dog, my wedding bands. I'm pretty sure getting married and having kids. I'll explain. This is infuriating as I talk to him so we can have a conversation about it and decide what is best for us. Every time we talk, he just agrees or will give his side. So then I will give my side expecting us to go back and forth till we meet in the middle or resolve it. But then he just agrees. <clears throat> I have talked to him about how this is frustrating and he still does it. Curious as to how their conversation goes. Right. Because that sounds like somebody that just doesn't want to have an argument. Mm-hmm. And if he disagrees, you don't take no for an answer. It doesn't matter whether he agrees or disagrees. Right. If, if you're going to get your way every single time, whether he wants you to or not, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if he agrees. At that point, he's just along for the ride. Right. Is it conversations or is it you dominating conversation and putting what he wants aside? Right. Or just getting your way no matter what. Right. Because that, that's that's that shell of a man shit that happens to a lot of men who are married because they want to see their woman happy and they're so used to giving to make that a thing that eventually they just stop giving a shit about anything and the women get whatever they want and they're miserable. Yeah. That That's a problem. I would love to, to be a fly on the wall for that conversation because I guarantee you that that's the scenario. Yeah. If you were like, babe, I wanted a dog. And I'm like, I don't want an animal. And then I start giving you reasons as to why I want a dog and I don't stop. Right. Or, you know, the next day, look at these puppies. I want to go look at a dog. And I'm like, I told you I don't want an animal. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter that I don't want an animal. You're now moving forward with trying to buy a dog. That's a problem. Right. And in the event that you came home with a dog, I would have a choice to make. I either stay with my woman knowing that she did something that I was vehemently against mm-hmm. or I have to now leave because she got a dog and I have to, to choose one. If I stand my ground and leave because she got a dog or I take it to the pound or I make her give it back because you can't make somebody do something you don't want them to do. 
you do that, you're <clears> the <throat> asshole. Yeah. So you have a choice to make. And at that point, you're going to choose your wife over the fact that she doesn't give a fuck about what you want. She did what she wanted to do either way. And now you're stuck in that scenario where, babe, I, I have to work late. Can you walk the dog? Mm. Can you stop by the store and grab food for the dog? Dog got off the chain. Can you go get it? Yeah. I, I told you I didn't want a dog. I don't mm. want to be responsible for all this. You do that. That's your pet. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I have to take care of the kids and cook dinner and do this and do that and do this and do that. Well, I told you I didn't want an animal. And, and I'm an animal lover, right. to be clear. So in the event that I was like, that's your dog, go get it. And it's running around and got hit by a car. I would feel like horrible, just the biggest piece of shit on the planet. So now I'm guilt laden to go out there and get that dog who's now running around, even though I didn't want it. So now I'm getting the dog food, feeding the dog, cleaning up the dog shit in the house, potty training the dog. Didn't want a dog. Mm -hmm. That's that scenario. That man can't win in that situation. So if they got pets... And that's how that conversation went. You can guarantee that all of those other conversations went the exact same way. And he feels exactly how I just described that. Yeah. Personal experiences. Yeah. I used to be that woman. You're not going to tell me, no, I have my own money. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm not that person anymore. I I am too, because it's not a life that I would ever tolerate. Right. Being that person is exhausting. Mm -hmm. If we don't have compromise in a relationship where we can find common ground, it's just not going to work. There's no point. <clears throat> there are times to pick and choose those battles. And, and like, would it be dope to have a dog? Absolutely. Yeah. Would it be worth all the fights that we're going to have over that dog over the next 15 years because that dog's going to live a long, long life knowing that I didn't want it? Mm. No, it's really not. It's really not worth the yeah. fights. The thought of a dog is nice, but I'm allergic. Yeah. And we work a lot. And we have two young children. Mm-hmm. Just one more life to take care of. Right. It's too much. The mm-hmm. thought is nice. I love animals. I'd rather get a cat. They're yeah. Easy. Well, a sphinx, hairless cats, because I'm allergic to cats. Right. And and we've I've had I've had five hairless cats yeah. in my life, and I love them. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for even that because right. I don't want my house to smell like a cat box. So the cat box has got to be cleaned every day. Regularly, like multiple times a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen it. Yeah. If I smelled anything, I was mm-hmm. cleaning the cat boxes. It, it became like a normal thing for me. Yeah. It's a lot. I, I'm good on that. All right. <clears throat> I'm wondering, I'm curious how many people just heard that that little tirade that I went on mm-hmm. that are male that go can go, oh my God, that's my life. Yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't realize that that's my life. I have become a shell of a man and gave up everything I want and everything I care about just to appease a woman who doesn't give a shit about how I feel. <clears throat> that makes my soul sad. Mm-hmm. Like what a miserable way to live. He made a comment about how we had to put a ring on it before I'd leave him. Partially why I don't think he wanted to get married. Also, because he put no effort into anything from picking out the ring, I sent screenshots from Pinterest that I thought I might like. Planning the engagement party. I planned this. It was a barbecue for his birthday. I planned it with his mom, and we invited his friends, so none of my friends were there, and only my mom. Well, if she planned it, why did she plan it that way? Right. That's also the thing is, did you want the engagement party? Or did he? Or did he? Right. Was this the thing that you both wanted or did you have to have an engagement party? Because we have it set up to where if I want something, I'm the one planning it, structuring it, getting everything right. together. If you want something or you want to plan an event, that's all on you. Yeah. If you ask me for help, I will help you to an extent. 
I'm not going to compile a 200 guest list and write handwritten letters to everybody. That's right. a you thing well, if she, you want to do that. Right. But she said that they, her, him, her and his mom planned out their mm-hmm. engagement party and she chose not to invite any of her friends. Right. Because they did it at his birthday. If it was an engagement party, it should have been both friends. Right. This, this, go, this falls into the category <clears throat> that men don't give a shit about weddings the way women do. Right. We don't. Mm-hmm. You guys dream about that shit from the time that you're little kids. When you're playing fairy princess, mm-hmm. you're dreaming about your marriage and like your prince charming and how that's going to play out as you get older. Right. We don't care about that at all. Mm-hmm. Most men. I can't speak for all. There are some men out there who genuinely care, but for the most part, we don't. You ask any man on the planet, he would be happy to elope. Mm-hmm. You can go to the wedding, the courthouse, sign the documents. The fact that you are my wife is what matters to me. The ceremony, walking down the aisle to me, having a dance, that's cool, but like mm-hmm. we're not fantasizing over that. Right. We're not. You take my last name, show that that you're mine, I'm yours, we are we are one flesh. Mm-hmm. Let's go. That's right. it. I don't I don't even need a ceremony. I, I don't I just sign on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. Take my last name, let's go. Let's build a life. Yeah. <clears throat> Most men feel that way. Right. At least the ones that I've talked to. So when it comes to picking out the ring, same thing. Well, he didn't ask you to marry him. He just said he had to put a ring on it before you leave. So was she threatening to leave? Like, hey, if we're we're not going to get married, I'm not going to stay with you. Right. Because that's entrapment. So. Or a form of trapping him, I should say. Like when you proposed to me, it was totally out of left field. I, I had no idea. Right. Because we both had conversations because we've both been divorced. It's a nasty affair. We yeah. both went into this relationship with a statement of, I don't want to get married right. again. And we were both fine with that. When you proposed to me, like my, my soul left my body and I was just sitting there looking. I thought you were joking with me. We should talk about that on Patreon. Okay. I thought you were joking. So a man who truly wants to get married is going to surprise you with it. Right. He's not going to say things like, I have to put a ring on it before you leave me. That's not a man who truly wants to get married. I agree. You know, I agree. Before you proposed to me, we had a conversation like two or three weeks, three weeks prior of, have you ever thought about getting married to right. me? And I was like, yeah, I've thought about it. And then like, it was, it was more of like, cause I was cut off guard by the conversation. Well, that conversation consisted of two, two questions. Right. Have you ever thought about it? And right. if we did, would you take my last name? And I answered quick. Right. Yes. And yes. Yeah. The first one, when you asked me of, have you thought about us getting married? I was cut off guard and I was like, I was almost embarrassed to admit it because we both agreed we didn't want to get married. And I was like, yeah. And then you asked me, would you take my last name? And without skipping, I was like, yes, I would. I have thought about my name with your name on it hundreds of times before you asked me. And that was the end of the conversation. That's the important thing to us, to me. And most men, when I talk to them, that's, that's, they say the same thing. Mm -hmm. If I get married, I don't care about any of that. I just wanted to have my last name and I, I want to be the head of the household. Right. That was the end of our conversation. We never talked about it again. And then you proposed to me totally out of left field. You planned it. Mm-hmm. You picked out my ring. You did everything. A man who wants to get married to a woman that he loves and wants to commit to and he's happy to, he's going to do everything that you want him to. Right. So in saying that I need to put a ring on it before you leave me, it does sound like he was kind of backed into a corner a little bit. Like maybe you've brought it up a couple too many times. And you're pushing it too much. And he was like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing because she's not going to shut up about it. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna just kind of compare this real quick because I just had like a flash of a thought in my head and I have to get it out now. Okay. If, if your man 
wants a new car Mm -hmm. or a new computer part or a new Xbox, a new firearm, whatever it is that he wants that his new shiny is, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you he's researched it. He's spent time on YouTube, finding out the specs, getting Mm -hmm. the details. He's gone to the gun store to figure out what it feels like in his hand. He's, he's gone to friends' houses and played the Xbox, whatever. He's had conversations with his nerds trying to figure out, you know, the best of everything. Yeah. He has done the work. For days. For days. This isn't like a 30-minute research. He's been looking at this for days, weeks right. even. So if you've got that man that does that, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do it for the things like your engagement or your wedding, he doesn't want that. Yeah. If we want something, we are doing the work. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean he's not going to want it. In that moment, right then and there, he just doesn't want it. Right. He's not ready for it's it. It's not important to him at that time. If he knows that you want to get married <clears throat> to him, that has to be a one-time conversation. Just say, I would like to be married to you. I want to be your wife. Having your last name means the world to me. And then that's it. He knows. So when he's ready to take that step with you, he'll plan it all out. Yep. But if you continue pushing it and nagging about it, once a week you're bringing it up and it starts to become aggressive... He's going to want it less. Yeah, of course. And he's going to feel obligated to do it. He's going to feel nagged into doing it. Why would I want to marry somebody who treats me like this? Right. It's constantly nagging. We're not even married and she's already treated me like my mother. Why would I want to marry that? Right. <clears throat> so. And I'm not saying that's her scenario. Right. To be clear, a, this is hypothetical conversation. Right. This could have been a totally different thing. She could have brought it up once. Right. And then he's just an asshole about it. And he's like, well, I guess if that's what we have to do. Right. And yep. you're all excited about it and you're sitting rings and he's not engaged. It tells you everything. It tells you everything. At that point, he is not giving you the same energy for a massive event in both of your lives. Would you really want to marry that person? That makes me sad to think about. Because I did that. I bought my own engagement ring. I bought my wedding ring too. Previously. Yeah, previously. No, not with you. Yeah, with <laughs> with my first marriage. Let's say, I know what I spent on that ring. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, for, with my first marriage, I, I paid for my rings. Mm. I paid for everything. I paid for his ring. Yeah, all the red flags. And I went with it because I was in love. No, you went through with it because you had lessons to learn. Yeah, you're right. That was God preparing you for me. He did a really good job. He did a really (laughs) good job. Like, this is a walk in the park compared to all of that shit. Yeah. And it's so easy with you. You had to see it really bad so you could appreciate what you got. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, no, I'm not going to say that. That's going to hurt feelings. (laughs) If my ex hears this, yeah, I'm sorry. Next, <laughs> I, I I was gonna say it to be funny, but then I realized it could hurt a feeling, and yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, him and I are, we're on a good page. Yeah, like, yeah, things have evolved quickly over the last six months, and I'm excited about it. Like the life that all four of us are gonna have with these kids is gonna be super dope. Yep, and that's the name of the game when you have mm-hmm. an ex. Co-parenting is everything. Yeah, I would say we're getting to the point of being friends again. Yeah, and I'm like it's a nice feeling because he's a good dude. Just not a good dude for me. That's it. To be in a relationship with. Yep. So he wasn't picking out the ring. Also, if you're sending screenshots of what you want, he really doesn't have to put much thought into it. You're telling him what you want. If you if you wanted him to surprise you, you should have just sent one style of ring. Tell him to go to K Jewelers and find something from Dillard's or whatever. I don't know rings. So Dillard's might be N class compared to K's. I'm not sure. Gold is gold. Right. But send one ring and say, I like this, this, and this about it. And then tell him to go somewhere else and tell him, I want these three things within the ring and they can be whatever else. Right. I think the bigger picture there is that she was trying to get him to engage and be excited Mm. over it all. Yeah. And he wasn't. And he wasn't. That's my take on that. Yeah. 
Why should he be, though? You're the one that's got to wear the ring. Mm -hmm. And this is also man logic. I don't give a shit what you wear. It's yours. I'm not the one that's got to wear it. Mm -hmm. I am content with a $12 silicone band. I prefer titanium. Right. But the $12 silicone band will absolutely do the job. The Mm -hmm. only problem with that is I know it's going to get gunky. Right. Oh, yeah, with that texture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, otherwise I don't care. Don't like it. We had our first son in February of 2021. We worked for his parents during my pregnancy, and after I gave birth, his parents gave my job to two others while I was on maternity leave. So she was doing the job of two people and getting paid for one? That sucks. That does suck. I would have a problem with that. Like, you're supposed to be my Mm in-laws. We're family. If I'm working my ass off to do two jobs, and I'm doing a good job, and I'm making you guys money, don't appreciate my worth. We decided at this point I would be a stay-at-home mom, His parents and family were being rude to him when he was late or took time for one of our son's doctor appointments. So my husband told his dad that they needed to respect him or he would find another job. And his stepdad told him there are other jobs out there. So he got another job. Cool. You know, I love that. That's how that works. Right. That's that's him standing up for your guys' family. Mm -hmm. I would look past all the the engagement issues because that's a man. Right. I actually agree on both parts of that, though. Mm-hmm. The, the the husband and the st- stepdad. Oh, yeah. The, the superpower of being an employee is that you can go get another job. Mm-hmm. Superpower of being a business owner is I can hire someone else to do your job. Right. The, those threats don't work. Yeah. So I can understand that there's family involved there, but that's why you don't do business with family. Mm-hmm. People expect too much. We spoke about finances before my becoming a stay-at-home mom, and he agreed to me doing it neither of us wanted to put our baby in childcare. multiple times throughout my being a stay-at-home mom he has made comments about finances and it got worse when i took two trips two of three trips that i have taken during our relationship without him and we are at three to four years at this point when i took these trips he made comments about how he doesn't know where all of his money goes what does he get for working so hard and why doesn't he get to take trips etc that's a valid question it is a valid question. If she's taking two or three vacations and he hasn't taken any, why are you going on vacation without your man? Well, the first one is, what did she say the first one was? I took one trip to visit my dad with our son, and I took another trip to visit my best friend. My son also came with me during this trip. So she went and visited her dad, and then she went and visited her best friend. So they're not really vacations then. Okay. Well, I mean... Why aren't you saying they weren't really vacations? Because it's not a vacation. If you were like, hey, I want to go visit my dad, I'd be like, bye. Yeah. No offense, but I don't give a shit about your family. Mm-hmm. I married you. Right. Not your mom or your dad or your sister. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. I'm going to run my businesses, you know, get money, continue the podcast, edit, make sure the house is taken care of, uh, going to the gym, living my life while you're doing what you, I don't want to go there. Right. But if you were like, let's go to Vegas, yeah, let's go. Well, for her, that could be a vacation. Getting away from the house, not doing anything at home. Yeah. Going it, out, it, doing something every day with her dad or her best friend. That still makes my point, though. Not trying to go hang out with your parents. It doesn't, I don't care. I, I understand <clears throat> that for you. Right. In this scenario, for a lot of people, that's considered a vacation. Yeah. I still wouldn't go. I know. It's not a vacation to me. Right. <laughs> So if he's in that mindset, why is he so upset about her going? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he hasn't gone and done the same thing, it could be a problem, especially right. if she's got to fly, rent a car. Yeah. So, But if he's floating the bill for all that and he doesn't get the exact same things, then her conversation on that aspect is being to be like, well, what do you get? 
because mm-hmm. if you spent $2,500 on a new computer last week, you could have taken a vacation. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like those conversations are relevant. And then if he's worried about finances and she's going on vacations. That's a problem too. Why are on, we going on vacations if we're worried about finances? Right. If we, you said we. Right. She's not worried about finances. He is. So was it a conversation? Were you like, hey, do we have the money for me to go out of state for a week and visit my dad? Or was it, I'm going out for a week to visit my dad. You have to make it work. Right. Those are two different conversations. Very, very different conversations. And if he was like, yeah, whatever you want, and he didn't voice his concerns about the finances, that's his fault. Then he doesn't get to say shit in the future. Yeah, he doesn't get to be frustrated about it and complain about it. Now, if he was like, you know, not right now, let's wait until June, we're behind on a couple of bills, and you still win anyway, that's a problem. Yep. Communication is crazy, right? It's wild. Just basic communication, like, hey, we're broke right now. Give me two weeks. Right. Let me let me pay the rent and see what we have left over. Mm-hmm. I can eat ramen for the next two weeks, and then we should have an extra couple hundred bucks for you to run a car. Like, right. come on. And it's not hard to make things like that happen either. No, it's not. You know, now for like super low income households where a parent's working three jobs, it's harder for you. Right. But I would say, I, I don't know the statistics. But if there's, right if, now. if there's, if there's one person working three jobs just to scrape by, mm-hmm. nobody you, should be going anywhere. Yeah. Right. And that other person needs to consider getting a job. Right. You need to find a way to, to make that, that balance somehow, mm-hmm. even if it's while he's sleeping, right. She could get a night shift job somewhere. And mm-hmm. if he's got to get up in the middle of the night, so be it. But that's not, I don't know. I've been low income. Right. It's never easy. Oh. Options are there. So she said, I breastfed and my husband couldn't take time from work. So that's why she brought the kid and that's why he didn't go. Okay. I also discussed taking these trips with him before I bought the tickets and he agreed. Nope. So there's more context to that though. Right. The conversations that we have are still relevant. Right. Because so, it's not always about the email. It's just yeah. broad conversations that people can go, oh, I can relate to this. Mm-hmm. So there's, oh, there's so much nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Was he like, yeah, babe, go ahead. I'm excited for you. And he was like, yeah, I guess we can do this. Because if he's less, if he's lackluster about it, you shouldn't have been like, all right, he said, okay, I'm going to yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. It should be, I noticed your tone. Is there something you're concerned about? Yep. Should I not go on this trip? You know, it's also impor- important to listen to your partner, not just hear their words, listen to their tone, pay attention to their body language. There are times where you and I are having a conversation and your body language will be off and I'll be like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Like, are you okay? What, what are you thinking? And nine times out of 10, when I notice something like that, you're like, oh, well, I was just thinking about this and you're frustrated and then you think out loud and then you feel better. Right. That's teamwork though. Yeah. You being able to read the room and know what's going on with me is what makes us successful in our, our communication, mm-hmm. our marriage and everything else. People are too self-centered right. and worried about what's going on and what they want Mm-hmm. in comparison to what's going on with their partner. Because if you take that minute right. and you go, okay, wait a minute, his body language is off, her body language is off. Maybe I should wait until after dinner to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a whole different outcome. That's true. If I walk in the door and you're having a really bad day and I'm having a bad day and we haven't discussed it and I walk to the door and you're like, I blah, 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 we have a big problem. Yeah. But if I walk in the door and you're like, hey, baby, how was work? And I'm like, bad day. And you're like, I had a bad day too. I'm like, cool, let me shower. We'll talk about our days. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a whole different scenario. Right. Um. Uh, we'll, I'll play that afterwards. This the, the thing that I saved to the computer is very relevant to what to we've this. been talking about. So, okay. And with me saying that, read his body language, I, I still want to say 
he is incorrect for not just flat out saying if he has an issue with you leaving and finances, he should have said that. Absolutely. I just wanted to clarify that before people in the comments are going, well, it's not on her to figure out what he wants. It is. It, it is on her. Just as much as it's on him to communicate. Right. It's teamwork. That's it. It's the two of you versus the problem, not the two of you versus each other. So if right. that's your if your response is to, well, it's not on her, mm-hmm. take some fucking accountability. Yeah. Because yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you guys want to be successful, you both have to work for it. Right. You have to pay attention to tone and body language. Yep. That's like when a woman says, I'm fine. Yeah. Cool. I'm not going to ask again. Right. Yeah. So. Could, could you imagine us being in a situation where we didn't take accountability for anything? No, I couldn't. Could you imagine how nasty those fights would be and how, how horrible our conversations would be just simply because it's about one of us and we not about both of us? Yeah, dude, I don't understand how people live like that. Yeah, I would, really don't. It would be a constant war zone. We would be miserable. The kids would be miserable. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I just don't get it. That's yeah. pathetic to me. It is. During the first year of my first son's life, my husband made many comments about why isn't the house clean? It was the best of my ability with a baby. And what was I doing all day outside of cleaning and caring for a baby? I was also attending school to finish my AAS. And if I didn't put on a thong or even a pair of earrings, he would make a comment like, who are you? Oh, and if she would put on something or put on earrings, he would make a comment like, who are you getting all dressed up for? Where was his money going, etc." I generally only ever buy things for the house, kids, and groceries. Men, when you make comments, like if your woman's getting dolled up and you make a comment of who are you getting dressed up for? Well, the answer before you, well, now it's I'm doing it for myself. Right. Because fuck you. Right. If if you want to make a nasty comment about your woman getting dolled up for the first time in two months, instead of saying, damn, babe, like you look good. That's it. That's it. You know how easy that is to throw your woman a compliment and change the entire dynamic of your evening? Right. Damn, baby, put a thong on. Turn around, let me see. And you want to know what that comment's going to do? Everything. She's going to do it again. Yeah. She's going to do it more frequently. People are so stupid. You ever just want to grab people and shake the shit out of them? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I need to... Can we take two seconds? Yeah, let's... I can't... With my socks, I can't... (laughs) 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 I can't back up. the greatest thing I've seen today. You were trying so hard and you did it. When I became a stay-at-home mom, I stopped getting my hair and nails done, getting waxed, etc. Don't do that. Don't do that. That is going to kill who you are as a person. It's Yeah, and your intimacy. Yep. It's going to make you feel like a shell of a woman. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. Yep. You guys need to do the things that make you happy. Yep. And doing a mani- mani-pedi, spending an extra little bit of time in a hair salon, gossiping with the other women in there, whatever it is that, that needs to happen, going out to dinner with your friends once a week, mm-hmm. you have to do the things that bring you enjoyment. You have to take a break away from the family if that's what you know you need because you got kids. Right. You have to find the small times to just get away and do something. Go to the gym for an hour if that's what you want to do. Ride your bicycle. Mm-hmm. Go sit outside on the porch and read 15, right. 20 minutes just to feel like some sort of happiness in yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot neglect your self-care. Right. And, you know, I noticed this yesterday. So yesterday my self-care was I worked out my glutes. I had like an hour workout and it was, I am sore today. Like I did great. I didn't recognize because we've been sick. I haven't worked out in a week. Yeah, we took the whole week off last week. That's why I've been so depressed because I haven't been working Mm -hmm. out. I did that workout yesterday and today my mood has improved tremendously. Your physical health and your mental health are directly correlated. 
So that was my one hour yesterday of my self-care. I worked out my glutes. I had a great time. And then today, today is my whole self-care day. I woke up this morning. Oh God, <laughs> this day has been a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to divulge that a little bit. So <coughs> we laid down last night. I fell asleep at like 10 hour. We're teaching the kids come and wake us up for an emergency. Three o'clock in the morning. I'm bored. It's, it's not, not an emergency. emergency. <laughs> so our daughter came into the room last night. I want to say it was like 1 a.m. And she was like, brother's throwing up. And I was like, no, he's not. And she was like, he's throwing up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I get out of bed and I'm walking in there because I legit thought she was just trying to a reason to get out of bed. I'm going to fib. Yeah. That way she can come in here. No, there was vomit all over the floor. He's in the bathroom, dry heaving like it was a whole thing. And I made sure he was okay. I'm half asleep. She's crying. I'm trying to make them avoid stepping in anything on the floor. I had to put a towel on the bed, take the sheet off. It was are, rough. Are you enjoying this conversation, Crystal? <laughs> I was in the car this morning taking the school, and I'm like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Uh, sorry, Crystal. <laughs> I was like, girl, you're just going to have to bear through it with me on this one because it was rough. So I did all of that, cleaned for like an hour, made sure they were in bed. They were good to go. I come back into the bedroom. And I lay there until like 4.30 or 5. I finally close my eyes. She comes in crying. I had a nightmare. <laughs> Sick. So I get them in the bed again. He wakes up a little bit. She's asleep. I sneak back in the bed. I'm just laying there on my phone. You roll over and you're like, can't sleep. And I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> no, I can't. You remember when she came in and said he threw up? Well, that did happen. And she just had a nightmare. So I'm just vibing. You're like, oh, I was fighting zombies in my dream. <laughs> but that was cool information. You are so lucky that I was laying on my right side and not my left because I full ninja kicked in my sleep. You did. Like you kicked and I was like, that was powerful. Yeah. And then you woke up and rolled over and you were like, I kicked a zombie in my dream and I kicked in real life and it woke me up and I was like, that's what that was. Yeah. I kicked hard. Like I, my like, knee hurt. I kicked so hard. I was impressed. I was I'm, out. I'm really surprised like you didn't roll off the bed. <laughs> There was force. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> Ninja kick thud. What the? What just happened? Nothing. Nothing. I fell I off the bed. <laughs> I would love seeing that because, like, you're a big dude. Yeah. You're muscular and like six foot. If you ninja kicked off the bed, that would probably be one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed in my life. It was bad. I've been dreaming a lot lately. You have, yeah. Which is weird because I normally don't do that. I normally don't sleep. I get like two or three hours. Yeah. Lately, I've been getting like six, seven, eight hours. Like I think it's because you're coming off of that nasal thing you yeah. had going on. I think, yeah, my body's trying to catch up. Yeah, you're exhausted. So I told you guys all of that to tell you this. This whole day is my self-care day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I took a shower today. I did like a hair mask so my hair's nice and soft. And I washed my face. I didn't put any makeup on because when we're done with the podcast, I'm getting into the tub with my sunglasses. I'm going to... Smoke a little bit, maybe read, enjoy Netflix. Self-care is important. It is. Even if your life is dope, self-care is important. Yeah. My life is dope as hell. And if I miss my self-care, like working out, my mental's ruined. I have the worst life, in my opinion, when I'm not. That's a stupid thing to right. say. But like with my depression, like obviously people out there have it a lot worse than I do. Right. But my depression is like, well, what are you living for? <laughs> yeah. Do the self-care. Yeah. Even if it's going to Starbucks, 15 minutes in the morning. Paint your own nails. Get yourself a nice little kit set up at home when the kids are in sleep or they're taking a nap when the kids are in sleep. Or, or you can message my mom. She sells Color Street. <laughs> 
And a little plug. You need to talk to your mom about if we can put her. I, I, I'll just do it. She's going to be like, I can't do that. I did it. You didn't do it. I did. I'll just get her color street. Okay. Put it in the description of the video. What, what, what can they be said? Speaking of color street, I absolutely love it. There was a time where I had acrylics because I like having long nails. But now that I'm back to piercing and continuing my uh, tattoo apprenticeship, I can't have nails anymore. Yep. Hard to screw on two millimeter gems with nails. So I went and got my nails done when I had my acrylics taken off. But I still have all that color street sitting in my nightstand. I'm yeah. going to take off my nail polish today and do the color street and come out here looking all nice and pretty. It makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, it should. And the color street's super easy. I'm really pushing that. I can tell. Oh, Just yeah. hamming it up over there. Help out, help, help out mom, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes me sad hearing that she stopped doing those things. Yep. Getting waxed is huge for a lot of women. I enjoy getting waxed. That makes me feel more feminine. We're an hour and 30 minutes in and haven't even finished one email yet. Wow. Episode 10. <laughs> going big. You need to get back into to doing the things for yourself. That really bothers me. Yeah, it bothers me too. You know, that, that could be... In Laura Doyle's books, she says self-care oftentimes is the root of a lot of the issues in a relationship. Because when you don't do the self-care, you're miserable. When you're miserable, you want to bicker about the small things. Mm -hmm. And you're frustrated and everything your man does pisses you off. Start with the self-care. Yep. That's the first thing I'd work on in this whole email. Set time aside to do something you enjoy. Ask your man, hey, I want to go get my nails done. Can I have 80 bucks? It needs to be two or three things a day. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to implement the two or three things a day, especially if you're depressed. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, so starting off with one thing is good. Sit outside for 15 minutes. Listen to the wind in the trees. Buy a motorcycle. No, I'm just oh kidding. <laughs> Before and after, I never bought things for myself. And the one time I did, I was trying to update my closet. And it was the day I found out that I was pregnant with my son. He has always, he has always had issues with thinking I am cheating on him. I stopped going out and doing things for myself due to this and the mental abuse. So can we pause there? Dude, this is just going to be, a, we're, we're going to do one email today. This is going to be one email, yeah. The, when you have a man who is constantly accusing you of cheating, one of two things is happening. Mm -hmm. He's either seriously emotionally traumatized from past relationships or he's cheating himself. I agree. Three things, because you could have given him reason. Mm -hmm. You could have given him reason to feel that way. Right. It could have been something that you done made him feel uncomfortable. Most of the time it's because he's doing some foul shit and that's guilt. Mm -hmm. Projection. I believe that. I agree. He has gaslit me and spoke disrespectful things to me throughout our relationship. Have I ever done that to you? What? Said anything disrespectful? Like intentionally to hurt you? No. I, I know sometimes I say some stupid shit and be like, wait a minute, oh, wait, wait. Right. Didn't mean that, you know, and right. I have to clarify. There are times you've never said anything that made me feel purposely disrespected. Okay. You know, there are times where like you could be super frustrated with something that's going on and you have 10 things going on in one time and you're setting out a fire at the business and I'll ask you a question and because you're already going through all of that, your tone might be shitty. Right. But you correct it immediately. Right. Yeah, because I'm self-aware. Right. So no, I don't think you've ever done anything to disrespect me. Devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. In the event that I did. Right. How would you handle that the first time it happened? It depends on what the disrespect is. I can tell you no matter what it was, mm -hmm. I'd be like, wait a minute. You we, check it. We don't do that to each other. Mm -hmm. You want to rephrase that or try that again? That would be a, an acceptable response right. to resolve whatever is happening because I, I'm giving you the opportunity to correct yourself. And if mm -hmm. you're no, if you're like, no, I meant that shit. Cool. 
we'll, we'll, we're going to resolve this, mm-hmm. however it gets resolved. Right. But I'm not going to allow that to happen again. Mm-hmm. Just like I would not expect you to allow that to happen again. So if you're in a relationship and your partner intentionally disrespects you, and it happens on a regular basis, yeah, that tells you a lot about how they feel about you truly. Mm-hmm. With who I am now as a person, I would call that shit once. <clears throat> I would check it one time. And if it happened again, depending on the severity of it, and if it was the same disrespect as it was the first time, there would be conversations of separation. Yeah. If it is a, say something triggers you, and in the moment you're overly emotional, and you say something disrespectful, and you come out of it, and you're like, damn, you know, I really didn't mean saying it like that. Next time that happens, I need you to call me on it. Right. That's a different conversation than somebody who constantly calls you a bitch. Right. I wanted to clarify that. So February 2022, I am pregnant with our second son. And a few months before the following year ended, I had tried to express issues I had been having. In May of 2022, I asked for a separation. This lasted four days. On the fourth day, he acknowledged that I seemed happier, assumed this was due to hormones from being pregnant, and asked to get back together. So that happened while she was pregnant. Right. Okay. So. So who separated? Right. Who separated? And because you seemed happier, he was like, okay, now that you're happier, we can make this work. Right. Instead of trying to resolve the problem that was making her unhappy in the first place. Right. Communication. This is, this is really not rocket science, guys. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to just have a conversation with the person you claim to love? Right? Like, right. like if you love someone and you're unhappy, you want to know why they're unhappy. As a man, I would want to fix that. Right. What, what can I do to make this better? Mm-hmm. Is it me? Did I do something? What did I do? Right. Then you need to find a way to tell me without shitting on me so that I want to make it better. Because if you're just like, you're a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. Like, whoa, right. I was trying to help. You're shitting on me. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, I fidget a lot. Right. I don't even know if that was yeah. in camera. I, I'm sitting here twisting this thing on the Apple pen. Um, there's a hole in it. Oh, yeah. And it's got a divot, so it's very satisfying for me to cram my thumb. It's so, so stupid. Uh, yay, brain. Um, but knowing that I want to solve the problems and try to help the scenario and make sure you feel better, it's not hard for me to try to divulge or to um, extract the information from you mm-hmm. so that I can try to fix whatever's going on. Right. You because, also don't do it in a shitty way, though. Right, because I want to help. Right. I don't want to argue and fight with you. Why, why, for the love of God, would anyone want to start a fight with their partner? People thrive in that kind of environment. I don't. Right. I, I don't at all. I'm, I'm just saying there are people who <clears throat> thrive in chaos and need that tumultuous relationship to feel like everything's okay because that's all they've known. That's because of reality TV shows and social media. Mm-hmm. Young people believe that if there's not drama in a relationship that you're not in love. Right. That's insane to me. I don't want that drama. Mm-hmm. I want the easiest going, most peaceful scenario in my home I can ever have. Right. And when things get off even a little bit, I want to resolve the problem immediately because I don't want this shit going on for days. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be brought up a month from now. Like we need to resolve this as quickly as we can and move on because I could die next week. Right. I, I know that like my time here is not guaranteed. When it's my time to go, it's my time. Whether I've got unresolved shit here or not, I want to enjoy as much of this as I can because I'm not getting a second chance at it. Mm-hmm. I I don't get it. I I really don't. I asked for the weekend to think about it. Came back Sunday or Monday night and gave two stipulations. I like that word. Stipulation. (laughs) I can feel the way my mouth moves when I say that. One, he stops drinking. And two, he goes to individual, individual personal therapy to work through the stuff he is avoiding thinking about. 
I chose this verbiage as he will literally state he doesn't want to think or talk about something and chooses to drink it away. We started marriage counseling and I expressed that I had these feelings more before I was pregnant so they weren't due to hormones and we went once a month for a few months before I gave birth to our second son. Pause. You shouldn't have to explain that it's not because of hormones. Right. If that is how you were feeling, Mm -hmm. regardless of your hormonal situation, it's how you're feeling. Do not downplay your emotions Mm -hmm. because somebody might be able to throw some shit in your face. If that is how you feel, it's how you feel. Mm -hmm. That goes for all of you. Not not the 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 author of the email. Right. Your you, the way you feel about a scenario, regardless of your hormo- hormones, matters. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're depressed and you're going through postpartum, whatever the case may be, that's a different conversation. But the way that you feel is still valid. There's still an underlying issue there that's making you feel those things. The hormones may just amplify or turn it down. Right. Don't ignore that. Mm-hmm. Don't downplay it. Own it. Be right. like it could be the hormones, but I still feel this way. You know, I think it's really shitty of a man to hear a woman complain about something for 13 months and then say, well, now it's because of hormones. Right. And I just want to clarify, you can only be pregnant for nine months. Yeah. Just in case somebody doesn't know that. It's a good thing you said that because you know somebody in the comments be like, you're pregnant in the last nine months. Right. So if your wife is pregnant for nine months and she's been complaining about you not doing dishes for 13 months. It's not hormonal. It's not the hormones. It's you, bro. And her lack of communication skills and your lack of ability to understand, which is also a lack of communication skills. And I shouldn't have to say that. Yet here we are. Here we are. It's so hard for me not to be mean to people. I can tell. You have the scowl. (sighs) No, stop it. I don't. I got enough butt crack wrinkles in my forehead as it is. Trying really hard not to crinkle my eyebrows. So... I really, truly do not mean this in a shitty way. I mean this in the most affectionate. <laughs> I'm attracted to you. Like, your face is everything to me way, okay? Okay. I like your scowl because it makes you look knowledgeable and weathered. And Oh, I definitely look weathered. I love it. You look like a man. Yeah. Like, you've been through shit and you, uh, you know things. I'm a man. I My am- apartment smells like rich mahogany and leather. <laughs> No, like I, I've been with men, you know, I, I don't think of 20 year old dudes as men. No. You're young. So I don't know. I'd rather have a weathered looking man versus a baby faced boy. Okay. So quit. <laughs> I, oh, not doing anything. Yeah, that's right. Read the email. <laughs> he gets nervous around me when I get stern. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to get a spanking. Get lectured or something, have to stand in the corner. <laughs> Don't mom me. I'm not. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not genuinely apologizing. I'm saying sorry to be funny to make up. Yeah. It's a laugh. I got it. I, for the people in the comments, oh my God, she's scared of him. I'm not. It's very clear he's scared of me. He dropped the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the traps. Traps and lats, terrified of you. Is it my traps? Do they? Can you see them? I can see that sunburn on them. (laughs) I was all hyped up. You were like, I see them. I was like, "Ah, and you're like the sunburn. I was like, damn. See your collarbones. (sighs) The sunburn sucks. Mm, I bet it does. Oh yeah. On top of everything (laughs) that happened this morning, I also slept like shit because of my sunburn. It's a wicked burn too. You wicked burn. (laughs) 
he saw it yesterday and he was like, <clears throat> that's not good. <coughs> and for you to say that's not good, yeah. I was like, oh, damn, he means it. Yeah, I don't, I don't do the sunburn thing. It sucks. So, was not pregnant. They did it once a month, last session. Before our pause, he made a comment that he wants to see how we are in a few months and see if the hormones calm down or something along those lines. So just to let you know, it takes more than just a few months for your hormones to plateau again. It's going to be at least a year. For postpartum. And if she's still pregnant, it's going to be added on to that. Because it can right. take up to a year for your hormones to regulate as, as, at postpartum in terms of like an average. Right. And it could be longer than that because that's just an average. Yeah. I agreed with seeing where we were in a few months after I give birth as I was waiting to see what happens when we had two. You mean like two kids? Mm -hmm. Okay. We had our first ultrasound for the baby and on the way home, he seemed upset and he said he was just unsure about where we are and how to be happy and how it isn't and how he isn't even sure if the baby was his. That hurt and made me feel angry. I'm going to be honest. If I was with a man and he said he wasn't sure that the baby was his, I would leave. I am not going to have you hold that over my head for the next 18 years because for some reason you fabricated that you think I cheated on you. Right. And if he really truly believed that she was cheating the whole time, why would he stay? Right. Why would you stay to raise a baby that you don't even think is yours? You're going to raise another man's child and be okay with it? Yep. Unless he's one of those people that are like, I can't prove it. Right. It's just a hunch. So I'm going to suffer through it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't get that. As a woman, I take so much pride in who I am as a person. I am loyal to you. Yeah. If I got pregnant and you told me I don't think that's my baby, to protect my own pride, I would leave. In the event that we were not as active Mm -hmm. in the bedroom as we are, say we were in three months without, and then we do it once and you get pregnant. Right. I would question that. Yeah. Because maybe you already knew you were pregnant and you trying to cover it up with the timeline. Right. That's a questionable scenario. Yeah. Um, But they know their lives. You know, you know, a scenario like that, whether it's logical or not Mm -hmm. with as active as we are, if there was not precautions in place, I mean, you would just be pregnant constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That comment makes me so angry from him. She allows that to happen, though. Right. I, you stayed. You're still with this man. I get angry when people question my character. So he's like, in your integrity, your character. Right. Like, yeah. I, I show you who I am. That frustrates me. Be around people who validate your character, not constantly question it. Especially if you've given no reason to question. Now, if you're out there doing some, some off-the-wall shit and you're known for it, yeah. people <clears throat> questioning your character is more valid than... I'm with you seven days a week. Yeah. We barely have any time apart. It's not talking shit if it's facts. Right. I expected my husband to step up and become Mr. Mom the few weeks that he was off of work for paternity leave. And I don't feel he did from my perspective. We were potty training our first and that stopped completely. I wasn't able to follow my toddler or manage him while taking care of our newborn, breastfeeding again, and my husband wasn't up at night to help. I did pump and put out a bottle for each week for him to help with and and it sat in the fridge. I actually used it myself a few times so that it wouldn't go bad. The question is, did you when you expected him to be Mr. Mom? Was it a conversation? What were you expecting him to do? Mm-hmm. 
Did you have the conversation? Did you think that he was just going to jump in and save the day without any type of expectations laid out? Right. How did that conversation play out? Mm -hmm. Furthermore, what did he or did he not do? Because if he went from working a full-time job to helping with the toddler, even if it's just one of the kids, right. or spending a couple hours a day, that's more than he's normal, normally doing, and he may have felt like it was doing enough. And without that conversation, how the hell right. is he supposed to know? He's also not there for that routine. Right. You know, in regards to the potty training, when I was potty training my kids, every hour or any time after they ate or drank, I would take them to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. If you don't tell him you do that, he's not going to know to do that. Right, because he's not there. I didn't know to do that until I YouTube parenting tips for potty training. I wasn't around young kids growing up. It was my sister and I, and we're three years apart. So I don't remember her being potty trained or how that happens. Right. We don't have a large family, so I'm not hearing about my aunt or my cousin talk about how they're potty training their child. If he doesn't know, he's not going to do it. That's right. Communication. Right. And something that seems like common sense to you in regards to potty training, he doesn't right. know because he's working 60 hours right. a week. You guys cannot expect something from someone mm -hmm. if you don't have the conversations. Right. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a phrase in business that my mentor told me, do not expect what you do not inspect. Mm -hmm. I love that phrase. You have to do the work. Mm -hmm. You have to check up on everything. You have to make sure things are going the way that you expect them to go. Right. And in order for that to happen, conversations have to be played, played out. Uh, plans have to be laid. You can't just assume people are going to do things, especially assuming that they're going to do them the way that you want them done. Mm -hmm. You have to talk about it. Right. <clears throat> and it needs to be done from a communication standpoint and not a telling, demanding, nagging standpoint. Mm -hmm. And that goes for both men and women, because if I don't say that, somebody's like, well, men do it too. Right. And in regards to him not doing things, he's already shown you he doesn't do things. Right. So you can't really be upset with the fact that he doesn't do things because you haven't corrected it in the past. And I'm not, oh my God, I'm going to get so much fucking hate for saying corrected. He's not a child. You should not have to treat him like a child. When you're in a relationship with somebody and they do something that you don't like. You talk about it. You set boundaries. You set outlines for things. You talk about it. And if they cross that boundary or you guys agree upon something and he does the opposite... That happens again. Consequences. If you don't implement the consequences, you can never expect somebody to stay to what you say for your word. Right. It's not hard to go, this is unacceptable behavior and mm -hmm. I will not accept it. Right. These are things that I'm not willing to accept. This right. is this what you just did is a hard no for me. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that. If it happens again, X, right. Y, and Z is gonna happen. Right. And then you stand to that. Mm -hmm. You cannot expect people to treat you exactly how you want to be treated if you let, allow them to walk on you. Right. Not everybody is going to respect your boundaries. People are going to overstep. Mm -hmm. Look at the government. They do it to us constantly. Oh, yeah. People are going to do the same shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, when you set a boundary and you say, I'm going to use one I saw on TikTok. So somebody recreated a scene where woman's washing dishes. It's a dude. He's wearing a wig. Washing dishes. The man comes up and says, I was just drinking out of this and it tastes really weird. And she's like, well, I didn't wash it. What do you mean you didn't wash it? Well, two months ago, we had a conversation about how we didn't say it was my job to do dishes. We both wash dishes. You've neglected that. I've told you that I feel like you are using me or using the excuse of, well, I just forget. It's adding too much load to mine. You did it again. And I told you I'm no longer washing your dishes. That's a consequence to the actions. That man is now drinking out of a nasty-ass cup. 
because he wasn't sticking to his end of we're right. both doing dishes. So now she's not doing the dishes anymore. When you don't hold up the end of the consequences to your boundaries, someone is going to continue to cross your boundaries and nagging about it and saying, I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you keep doing this. It's not changing shit. It's just nagging. Mm -hmm. Did any of that make sense? It did. Okay. And in the event that that was us, I would be like, cool. I would buy a big old Yeti cup. Mm -hmm. I would use the same cup every day and I would paper plate and plastic fork it because I ain't washing dishes either. Right. (laughs) I, I have to ask if it makes <laughs> sense because I have such a hard time articulating my thoughts into words. Yeah. No, you got it. Okay. All right. I actually will wash dishes. I yeah. would rather take a beating than wash dishes, but mm-hmm. I will. I have a dishwasher though. So, you know, it's real easy to just rinse, throw it in and throw the pot in and press a button. Technology for the win. I was going to say, <clears> you do have a dishwasher. It's me. What the fuck are you talking oh. about? Oh, if I said that though. <laughs> if you said that, you're sexist and... If I say it, is it still misogynistic? I don't joke? Know. People will say that it's it's self-loathing. Uh, They'll say all kinds of dumb shit, though. So I okay. enjoy doing dishes, though. Yeah. When somebody works at a, wa- at a restaurant washing dishes, <coughs> they are called the dishwasher. Yep. It's literally a job title. That is my job at home. I meal prepped and made a month of freezer meals, and I still had to mentally remind remember to pull something out. I did express this was supposed to be on him before giving birth, and after a few days of having to do it myself, I just took it over. It didn't alleviate the mental load for me to have to remember to remind him, if that makes sense. We had our first marriage counseling this month since giving birth, and he didn't say much, and after we left, he said, sorry I wasn't very involved at the end. I was just tired and not as in it. So before I continue reading, I want to jump back on saying, jump back to where she said that. He, for, he f- kept forgetting to do things, so she just started doing it herself. Mm-hmm. She's enabling him. This is also a massive change for both of you. Right, but when, when you give an ex... Go ahead, I'll wait, because I'm not going to forget. Okay, so you just gave birth. You're acclimating <clears throat> to having a newborn and a toddler at home. This man just went from working and providing for a family and coming home at the end of the night to being thrown into pure chaos. Yep. He is now doing the job that you were doing and potty training and all these other things with a toddler... On top of you being probably emotional with a newborn, stressed, burnt out. Tired. It's a lot. It's a lot for everybody. I understand the frustration of having to pull the food out of the freezer. Gentle reminders are not a bad thing. Right. You know, if he kept forgetting to pull dinner out because he's focused on taking care of the toddler or helping you with the newborn or whatever... That's a less frustrating scenario than he's ignoring everybody playing video games and he's still forgetting to pull the food out. Right. But if it's not been his job for the last 10 years or Mm -hmm. three years or even a year to have to worry about dinner and now all of a sudden it's his responsibility, he's going to forget from time to time. Right. You fall into a habitual pattern. Mm -hmm. And then when she started doing it on her own, she's enabling him to continue to be in that pattern. Right. A gentle reminder going, hey, did you take the food out of the freezer or can you do that is Mm -hmm. not a big deal. If you see simply asking somebody, hey, can you take that out of the the freezer? I forgot or you forgot. Mm -hmm. That's your job. Hey, don't forget to pull the chicken out or we're not going to be able to eat tonight. Right. Is it really that big of a deal? Mm -hmm. Do you see how fast that was? Right. Can you take the chicken out of the refrigerator? That's it. Less than five seconds of your life. Mm -hmm. You really want to fight over that. You want to make a big deal over having to say a five second sentence. Right. Come on. You know, that pick and choose the battles. This is kind of off topic, but you saying pull the chicken out of the fridge made me think of this scenario. I just wanted to throw it out there in case anybody experiences it. So I was making dinner the other night 
and I had shit everywhere. The kids were running around the house. You were doing <clears> things back here. We were all in the middle of something. And I had the chicken to go back into the fridge and my hands were full and I couldn't open it. And I just asked you, hey, babe, can you open the fridge for me? You put down what you had in your hands and you open the fridge. Right. There are some people who have been pissed off. Like, you see me standing here with my hands full. Right. Why aren't you opening the fridge for me? Right. Expecting them to mind read and get it right. done. Or they'll struggle, get the fridge open, throw the thing in the fridge, slam the fridge door, huff and puff saying, you saw me standing there. Mm-hmm. You saw I was struggling. Why didn't you help me? Because you're involved in your own thing. I'm involved in my own thing. And there's two kids running around the house. That's why they didn't stop to help you because they weren't aware that you were frustrated in a situation. You have to verbalize it. People are making active decisions to get shitty about things. Mm -hmm. It is a choice. You are choosing to get frustrated by X, Y, Z. Right. Instead of just going, hey, it is not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah. I don't care if you have to do it 10 times a day and it annoys the piss out of you. Right. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's really not a big deal to have to ask someone a question. Right. And you know, I'm not, that's not a made up scenario. Right. No, that actually happened yesterday. No, I mean, yeah, what happened, that did happen. But me saying that someone could stand there with a chicken and get frustrated because their partner's not noticing that they're struggling. That was me six years ago. Mm -hmm. I've lived that thought process. So when I tell you scenarios happen like that, I'm telling you that from experience. I've been around other women in their homes and seeing them behave that way. It's childish. It's a real thing that people do. And people, people, ex- when, when, when that's your mindset, mm-hmm. when you, when you are standing there holding it and you're expecting somebody to jump up and cater to you, right. you are putting yourself on a pedestal above everyone else in the house because mm-hmm. they're supposed to cater to what you need. Right. Never mind that the kids are running around. I'm editing video. You're cooking. We're all doing our shit. We're all, even if I was playing video games, mm-hmm. you're in the middle of something. It doesn't matter because my time is engaged over here. I have no idea what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. And until you go, hey, cool, I got you. Right. I, I just, I don't know. It, it frustrates me because mm-hmm. a lot of the, the problems that people have come down to them not being willing to speak up, making a big deal out of something that really isn't a big deal. Or they feel like they don't have to say it. Right. Or, right. And, like and, they me should saying, just know. and me saying that it's not a big deal and people going, well, you're invalidating their emotions. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Because it's really not that big of a deal. You want to have an argument about something that's really worth having an argument about, have at it. But you want to argue over me missing the laundry basket? Right. Come on. Like there are dudes out there gambling away mortgage money. Right. Haven't paid the rent in three months and now we're getting eviction notices. Right. Yeah. Come on. Those are arguments. Those you are worth having. You haven't had your water for two weeks. Yeah. That's an argument. Be better, guys. It's not hard. It's really it's not, not hard to just be decent to your partner. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you look at the situation differently and you start applying those, those thought processes to your life, your life is going to get better. It is. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you open the door? Yeah, babe, I got you. No big right. deal. I know you see me standing here with this chicken. Come open the door. Oh, damn. Hold on now. Yep. Two very different scenarios. Mm-hmm. I've also had women talk to me like that. Yeah. You see me standing here. Why aren't you helping me? Because <clears throat> it's not my job. Yep. Because you haven't asked me. Because I don't know you need help. Because I enjoy watching you struggle. <laughs> I love it when people say off the wall shit like that to yeah. me. He wasn't very involved and not as into it. And then we were discussing something and he made a comment about how he is sorry he isn't the greatest thing since sliced bread and that he isn't proactive. Ooh, he's playing a victim. So what I, was me. Yeah. So I stated, you don't have to be the greatest thing since sliced bread <laughs> to be proactive. I try to say this lightheartedly and with, a slight, and with slight humor. At this point, he didn't respond and didn't talk to me the rest of the evening and most of the day. 
Because he was looking for pity. Right. When I read that, you don't... When, I, when he said sorry, he isn't the greatest thing since sliced bread and that he isn't proactive. He's making a choice to not be proactive. Yep. You're 100%. He's, woe is me. I know I'm not the greatest, but tell me the things that you do like about me. Mm-hmm. Because I need to hear that because I feel bad about being a shitty human being. What are you writing down? Control dramas so that we can talk about that later. Okay. Um, Carl <clears throat> Jung. Uh, for those of you who would like to do the research yourself, Young is J-U-N-G. Um, Jordan B. Peterson talks about Young a lot. Mm-hmm. He has something called control dramas, and it is the way that people vie for attention and energy. And what that man just did is called the pity me. Yeah. And that is a control drama. And I, we can absolutely get into that to another time, but we're two hours in already, so I'm just right. making notes into Frank so that I can... We should talk about the book. Celestine Prophecy. We, we should. Uh, I mean, we can. I don't want to do it right now. Right, no, just yeah, in a yeah. separate. That's an amazing book. I know he has a bunch of baggage to work through, which is why I wanted him to go to therapy, but he won't, and I know I can't make him. Nope. And even if you could make him, it's not going to yield the results that you want it to make because he doesn't want it. Right. He's going to walk in there and waste an hour. Yep. I know he has a bunch of baggage. Oh. Everybody has baggage. Right. That's the sentence I just read, though. I want to state that I have seen some slight improvement of him helping more around the house, but we can't seem to get on the same page about communicating, and this is huge. I started to feel more like his mom, and I didn't want to have sex anymore. Oh, I don't want to have sex anymore. We talk about that constantly. Right. I want to be prioritized and taken care of, put first. This is huge for me. It's due to my past and not being put first by my parents and exes. Pause. That's a you problem. Well. <clears throat> you can't expect somebody to cater to your needs in that scenario. That, right. That's, that's a, a, a trauma response that you're expecting somebody else to fill. Well, I'm going to ask. I, I'm going to agree with you. To a certain extent, <clears throat> though, you come first in our relationship over anybody else. I don't care what the scenario is. Well, I do care. There. Are, oh, my God. I hate I have to do this. So... <laughs> On TikTok, I made a statement about loyalty. I'm pretty much your ride and die or any situation. I will never correct you in public. If you are wrong, right. we are both wrong. Yeah. So in pretty much any scenario that doesn't involve rape or right. child abuse or anything like that, I am on your side. Right. The fact that you even have to say that is fucking stupid. Right, it is. And, and that was an intentional F-bomb. If, yeah. if that is your go-to response to something like that video that you posted on TikTok, right. you're the problem. Yeah. You're, you're the 1% of the population that thinks that everything is the worst case scenario. Like, mm-hmm. we're obviously not talking about those things. And, right. and if you have to explain that or, like, turn it into that to win your argument, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. I agree. <clears throat> so in our relationship... You're prioritized above everybody else in my life. If he's putting his friends before her, that's a problem. I agree. I want you to feel taken care of in our relationship. I want you to feel emotionally taken care of. I want all of your needs met physically, emotionally, sexually, spiritually. If you have to seek any of those things outside of our relationship, I'm not taking care of you, and that's a problem. Right. I agree with that 100%. Even on my side, that's that's me failing if, if you have to do that. Right. So if those are the things that she's talking about, I agree. You should you should want to be prioritized in your, in your husband's life. Can you read what she said again? Because I didn't mm-hmm. hear it that way. So she said, I started to feel more like his mom, and I don't want to have sex anymore. I want to be prioritized and taken care of, put first. 
This is huge for me. It's due to my past and not being put first by my parents or my exes. Okay. So that's where I got caught up. Okay. Because I agree with the first part of that. Right. You always put your partner first, even above your kids. We say that shit all the time. Right. If you have a good partner. Mm-hmm. Where she lost me was saying that it's because of my trauma and my past and my bullshit. Right. So if there are small things like if he's decompressing by playing video games and you feel like you are coming second to that video game, that's a trauma response. Right. That's something you need to deal with on your own because he's allowed to decompress and play video games. If he's not using it as an escapism. Yeah. Yeah. And again, shouldn't have to say that, but we do, but we do. So when it comes down to that though, if, if he's not meeting her needs and Mm -hmm. giving her the, prioritization that she seeks right is it because he's not prioritizing you as his partner or because you have trauma response because if it's trauma response in your past that's a you problem right if he's not treating you first as a partner that's a marital problem Mm -hmm. it's two different things right i so that's that's why we went to two different pages because i missed the first part of that where you paused or commented or period and Mm -hmm. i heard the whole thing as a whole Okay. And I, I don't agree with that. If I have problems from my past, it's not on you to, to cater to that. Right. It's on me to heal my trauma and you to support me while I'm doing it. Correct. I agree with that. That would be like me going, I, w- I was abused. I watched my mom get beat my entire life. So when we have a disagreement, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. It's not acceptable. Mm-mm, no, it's not. I feel like I'm having a hard time letting go in the beginning of a relationship and everything he has said and done. I feel resentment and anger towards him. Not every day, but often. If he has not changed behaviors, that is not the past. That's your present. Mm -hmm. If he is acknowledging the things he's done in the past and he's correcting that behavior in the present, it is 100% a you problem of not letting go. Right. By staying with him. And giving him the opportunity to be a better man, you have to let go of everything in the past and acknowledge the things that he's doing in the present. Right. If he's making the changes. If he is making the changes. You have to recognize when your partner's doing the work. Mm-hmm. You have to. And, and the fact that he's even going to therapy says that he is trying. Yeah. He may not be active in therapy. If you guys are going to couples therapy, mm-hmm. marriage canceling, <clears throat> as, as I, I prefer to call it. You know, I really feel like individual therapy is a lot more beneficial when going to marriage counseling. Right. I, mar- I, I honestly believe that marriage counseling can be removed from the scenario altogether mm-hmm. if you can restore intimacy in your relationship. Yeah. Counseling, therapy, coaching, all those people are doing are giving you tools to work through your shit. They're not fixing you. They might be able to point some things out that you've missed, but they can't fix you. They can't heal you. Yeah, they're not going to do anything to make you feel better. Right. They're the Home Depot of emotional support. Yes. You're going to go there, get your tools, and go home and do your work. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Going to therapy. A good therapist a good is therapist, the Home Depot. Yes. Yeah. A good therapist. You know, going to therapy, thinking it's going to be a forever solution for all of your problems and you're going to feel amazing is like trying to have a baby to save a relationship. Yep. You have to go into therapy knowing that you're going to have to work really hard on yourself. It's going to be a very bumpy journey and you're going to go yeah. through it. You are. And it's going to get ugly. It is. It's, it's going to get so ugly. There were times where I was crying in my bed until three or four o'clock in the morning, realizing that the shitty things I did in my past were the reason where I was in the Mm -hmm. present. It is not easy. It is hard. But once you experience that emotion and you allow yourself to feel that emotion completely, you're going to recognize it's going to start to die out through your day-to-day life. Because once you feel your emotion, you're recognizing things. Right. 
it becomes easier to distinguish. Your emotions are there to guide you. You're right. not supposed to ignore them. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm guilty of it. I, I suppress everything until I'm ready to process the shit. Right. And it can be months before I really process things. That's just the way that I deal with shit. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy, but that's that's my method. And I can suppress everything and not be affected by it until I'm ready to be affected by it. And then I'm affected by it while I work through the shit. I, d- I don't think that's unhealthy. <clears throat> I think putting something on the shelf to revisit later... I would say that's healthy. I do that too. There yeah. are things that happen in my life where I'm like, damn, I am not ready for this right now. I already have so much other shit going on that I'm trying to process. I can't. Right. So I shelf it and I know it's there. I'll acknowledge it. Once a day, I'll take a peek into that box and be like, I'm going to visit you. Yeah. I'm not ignoring you. That's the difference. Until I'm ready. Right. To be able to process that. Because some of that shit that happens in life is dark and it's hard. Yeah. But you, everyone goes through it. Right. The temptations that we have are temptations of man. Mm-hmm. That's, those are our problems. Right. Um, I'm not going to get super religious here, mm-hmm. but they do say that God will never give you more than, than you can bear. And the temptations that we have are not from God. Mm-hmm. They're men's temptations. All of the bullshit that we have are our problems. Right. And we can all work through them if we choose to do so. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how horrible it is. You can slowly work through your shit. Right. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I really don't even need to to harp on that. Mm -hmm. I am also very aware that had I spoken up about these things at the beginning of our relationship, that we might not be here. Yeah. I have owned this and apologized for my part in that. I'm working on figuring out who I want to be and what that looks like and mostly what I want moving forward as my family grows and mostly what I want moving forward as my family grows so I can express what I envision my life to what my life to be to my husband and discuss it with him and see what he envisions. These okay. That should have been a conversation before y'all got married. That's foundation shit. Right. Expectations of what you want in your marriage. What you want your marriage to look like. Whether you want your kids to go to college. How many kids do you want? What do you want for a home? How many bedrooms? Right. Where where do you want? What zip code? Mm-hmm. These are conversations that are, are had during the foundation of a marriage. My you read that last little part and the whole time in my head I kept going, okay, well what do you want? How do you see your life? Right. Because she wants to talk to her husband about it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even know. She doesn't know what he wants. You guys are married with two kids and you have no idea what the future looks like for your husband. They have no idea what it looks like for both of them. That's what I'm saying. As a joint unit. Right. These are conversations that have to happen before you're married. Because now you're figuring out what you want with two children involved. You're going to sit down and have conversations. What's the likelihood of you guys actually agreeing on what you want in the future? On everything. On everything. You might have something dead set in your heart that this is going to be my life. And he's going to be like, no, I don't want that. Right. And then what are you going to do about it? Right. Because one of you has to compromise. And what one if of you are going you, to lose. And what if neither of you are willing to compromise on that? Like, yep. what if it's something that's life altering for both of you? Right. And he doesn't want that. And that's just, when I say lose in that scenario, mm-hmm. I mean that if he's dead set on this is the way he wants his future to be. And you're dead set on the way that you want your future to be. You're when you compromise, somebody's mm-hmm. giving up what their dreams are. Right. Or you're going to lose each other because they're going to be dead set on what they want. And you're going to be dead set on what you want. This is a this is a problem. Yeah. This is not something that gets put off until there's kids in the picture. Right. That you have put it off. You guys are married. You are tied together. There are now two children who lives are at mercy because you guys did not figure out what you wanted in the beginning. Yep. I don't understand why people don't take the time to build the foundation and get to know each other before having a family. And I don't mean, I don't mean like having an oops and having kids. I mean like legitimately, like they got married. Yeah. Like how have have you not had these conversations with your partner? Mm -hmm. 
And you know, you can be married without having kids. And if you recognize your foundation's broken, you can work on it. Right. It's a lot easier to do it without kids. It is a lot easier to do without children. Because if you guys disagree, that's just divorce. Yep. You're not having to figure out custody and where the kids are going to live. Oh, man. This is going to be rough. I hope. I mean, I hope it works out for the best. I, I hope. I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. Removing him from the, the conversation completely. Mm-hmm. How she envisions her life. Right. Because right now she's a stay-at-home mm-hmm. who was going to school to get her AAS. She's trying to, to build right. and do her thing while having a partner that is not at all on the same page. Mm-hmm. He's basically allowing her to stay home because it's probably cheaper than having to pay for daycare. Right. Whatever the case may be. Maybe he's genuinely wanting traditional values. Whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that from the email. But I, I could be wrong. I don't know their life. Right. But what does your future look like? Do you, are you going to be a stay-at-home mom forever with a degree that you're not going to use? Because if that's what you want, dope. But you need to get your husband on board with the traditional values so that you have a good life. Mm-hmm. Not, you have to be on the same page. Right. That that needs to be a team effort. Right. It can't just be you taking care of the kids while he works. That's not a life. No, it's not. I'm really flabbergasted that she's just now realizing that she needs to figure out what she wants. It sounds to me like she's at her wit's end and she's done. They don't know how to communicate. They don't. And, it, you know, he's going through whatever he's going through. If it boils down to it and he's not willing to work on anything. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to spend the rest of your life with this man and settle because you're scared of change? Or are you going to take that step? It's a horrifying step. When I left my ex-husband, I had two kids. I did this exact thing. We had no foundation. There were so many red flags in the beginning of the relationship. I should have never married that man. But I did. I made that choice. And I thank God every day that him and I co-parent so well and they have an amazing stepmother and they have amazing stepfather and they have a very solid foundation for their childhood. Yep. I'm blessed because of the choices that I've made. Now with my ex-husband, I can't control his choices. He's a good man. He just wasn't a good man to be in a relationship with me. Right. You know, and I'm not saying he was a good, he was a bad man when we were together. It just wasn't for you two. It wasn't for us. We were toxic to each other he is a good enough man to make good choices to have a good woman in their life. Right now, if I slept with a piece of shit man who was into drugs and all those kinds of things, then I would be concerned about his choices and how they're going to affect my kid's life. Right. Right. So I'm speaking from experience. Y'all need to be on the same page. Is the email done? No. Okay. Cause I I think what we should do is, is get through the email and then Mm -hmm. we need to try to, to find a resolution Okay. On like how she should move forward. Right. Because to me, it really sounds like she's at her wits end. Yeah. And I don't want to be like, pack your shit. Right. No, there has to be a lot of conversations. This is going to be multiple conversations. This is not going to be a sit down for five hours and figure it out. You guys are going to go back and forth for probably weeks. Yep. Check-ins need to be implemented. Check-ins need to happen. I'm also aware that I saw red flags and looked past them to what I know our relationship could be. Maybe romanticize our relationship in future to see what I wanted to see and not what it was. It's hopium. 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 It's that drug-addicted hope. Hopium. I have never heard it said like that, and I love that. People people chase that bitch. Yeah. You know, that's also... A lot of people do that. They romanticize mm-hmm. the person that they with. They see who they want to see, not who they are. Right. And that's how people end up in really shitty relationships because you have those rose-colored glasses on. Mm-hmm. Red flags look like regular flags and rose-colored glasses. Yep. Looking past red flags is something I have done before, and I'm working on, on, I am working to find out why, other than my childhood. 
I am in therapy for myself, working through things to grow. Good. Good. Very good. Get them tools. Yeah. As somebody who used to look past red flags, I craved attention. I craved love. That was something I felt I lacked in my childhood was understanding, love, and just attention. So when I would get into a relationship, I would get into a relationship with people who showed me the slightest amount of attention. It wasn't for who they were. It wasn't because I was interested in them as a person. It It was was because because they showed me attention. I would look past really shitty things people would do purely because they said they loved me. So she sent a second email with a little bit more background. And it says, at the beginning of a relationship, I did all of the lovey-dovey stuff. Random gifts, generally just a bag of his favorites. Did things to be sexy. Took on the wifey duties. Made meals, cooked and cleaned, and tried to make his life easier even though we both worked. Sent cute text messages, made sexy comments to him, etc. And he never responded well, if at all. He either disregarded it, ignored it, always tried, always, he ignored it or didn't appreciate it or would disagree with it. He struggles with body issues due to an ex always putting him down and I have always tried to lift him up sexually and otherwise with everything. He just never heard it and always continues with the negativity. It's exhausting. So since the beginning of your relationship, this has been a thing. Right. But you know what? I, all I heard in that, that whole paragraph was that she was a really good woman. Mm-hmm. That's any man listening to this podcast right now that hears that paragraph is going to be like, damn, that's all I want. Right. That's all I want in a relationship. So she dumped all of that energy into a man who doesn't appreciate right. it. And now she wants him to change as a person. That's not going to happen. Mm-mm. He's been this way since the beginning of your relationship. Yep. He is not going to change now. That's, unless he wants to. <clears throat> right. And it doesn't sound like he wants to. Was that the end of that paragraph? She said, I don't feel financially safe with him due to the comments mentioned in my email. That's a problem too. I don't feel like I can talk to him due to his response to conversations mentioned in the first email. I want to talk to him, but but don't feel like I can be 100% honest. That tells me everything I need to know. Right. I don't feel like I can be 100% honest with him or I'll hurt his feelings and he will shut down. It won't be a productive conversation. So... Somebody who shuts down in a conversation because they can't handle it. Like if that's a constant thing, you're worried about anything you say is going to hurt his feelings. He's in a victim mentality. Right. And you're never going to have a successful communication with somebody like that. If you can't be honest and Mm -hmm. vulnerable. Right. And he can't be honest and vulnerable. You can't communicate. So. You're sugarcoating everything. You're beating around the bush. Mm -hmm. You're omitting things, which is deception. Right. That's a huge problem. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you did all of those things in the beginning. So you are that woman. Yeah. That's who you are. But then you married a man who doesn't appreciate you. He didn't appreciate you in the beginning. You got married to a man who didn't appreciate you. And now you're expecting him to appreciate you. Girl, it's not going to happen. You know, we talk all the time about men becoming shell of who they were. Mm -hmm. She is a shell of who she was. Yeah. This is the exact same thing that men go through. Right. But it's on a woman's standpoint. Mm-hmm. The la- the lack of communication, the lack of financial That's comfort a huge is problem. a problem. That's a huge problem, especially being a stay at home, right? And and knowing that he can't communicate and she can't talk to him. So when I originally heard that, I'm afraid to talk to him, mm-hmm. um, or I can't be 100 percent honest. To me, that that comes down to a lack of um, emotional safety. Is how I read that in my head, on and then her end. on her end, yeah. And then, obviously, she corrected that by saying that he he shuts down and doesn't doesn't talk. Am I still in the frame? I just <clears throat> yeah. Okay. 
I don't see, yeah, I don't see a way for her to communicate with him if he's going to shut down. The check-ins need to happen because that might be the answer to that. Mm -hmm. Finding out how he communicates at this point should be common knowledge because you guys have been married for, you know, two kids and, and all of that. Right. But if he's shutting down and not reciprocating conversation, how are you going to learn the conversation skills? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> how are you going to learn how he communicates? Like those are, those are genuine questions. Right. <sighs> I feel bad for her. It, it's hard being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to do anything to be better. Right. It's one-sided. It is. It's definitely one-sided. And like you said, she's become a shell of who she was. That's not worth it to me. When you know who you were in the beginning and what you're willing to do for a man, and now this is your life, that makes me really sad. You deserve so much more than that. If you're willing to do everything like that for a man who didn't appreciate it, imagine what a man who appreciated it would do for you. I don't get it. I, I don't I don't understand it. Like I, I understand I have body dysmorphia. Right. I, I have very low self-esteem, mm -hmm. self um self-worth. Self-worth. I, my whole life, right. it's been like that. I still respond kindly when you send me those messages. Even when I'm having a bad day, mm -hmm. I thank you for it. I'm never, I may every once in a while joke around and be like, oh yeah, you like this big belly or say something stupid like that that's right. um, self-deprecating. It's not helpful to the situation at all. And it's me trying to make light of how I feel and it's not the right answer. And right. we correct that when it's happening. But in a scenario where I'm at the bank today making a deposit and I get an ass photo, in the middle of the bank, I'm like, ooh, Lord. Yeah, you did. Let's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it made my day. I didn't even know you were in the bank. But you were flirting, sending right. me winky faces, talking shit. Like, yeah. could you imagine how it would feel if I was like, yeah, whatever? I would never do it again. Why? Why would you want to do it again? I just shut down every effort you made to make me feel good about myself. Right. That would actually be a conversation for me. If I sent you like an ass pic and you're just like, if you didn't respond, if you yeah. just saw that, didn't respond and was texting me like, this is going on with the business today. I'd be like, what, what was that? Yeah. Like I just sent you an ass photo. You are the only man right. who was allowed to see my ass. You just completely glazed over it and just want to talk about the businesses. Yeah. Like Sh that. Show me where my, where your priorities are in that. Right. Yeah. Like what's, what's going on? <clears throat> what needs to be fixed? What needs to be resolved? This is an issue. And if you continue to show me that you didn't want me, then there would have to be other conversations. Right. Normally in an email like we just got, mm -hmm. I would always suggest trying to regain intimacy first. Right. Try to be flirty. Mm -hmm. Try to try to get him. That didn't even work in the beginning. Right. And that's why I, I can't suggest that. And right. I can't suggest to talk to him because you know he's not going to talk to you. He's not going to open up. He's not going to be vulnerable. He's not going to be receptive to the right. things that you're saying to him until you figure out how he communicates and how he needs to hear it in order for that to be a thing. I don't see, I don't know what to say at this point. Right. I don't because I, I can't even begin to give you advice because everything that we talk about, he's already shut down. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that's just who he is as a person and you either have to accept that and move on with your life or not accept that and move on with your life. Right. I agree. And I don't know your life. You know, you could have dope aspects and other things, and these could just be minor things that are bothering you, but the financial security, the fact that you can't talk to him, and the fact that he doesn't respond to you intimately. I wouldn't be with a man like that. I, I need those things in a relationship. So do I. So do men. Th those, are, those are key foundations, key parts of our foundation. If one of those things faltered, we'd have massive issues in our relationship. Right. 
And it wouldn't be threats of me leaving you or anything, but... <clears throat> We'd have a lot of conversations. Things would not be the way that they are now if those were problems in the relationship. Right. And the conversations would... would devolve right we wouldn't have healthy healthy re resolution to anything right like the only solution to the financial problems is either you get a job or he gets a second one right or you get on the bank account and start handling the finances right or that but even at that point if he's not making enough money to take care of you and two kids you you may have to look into it. and how is that going to work i can tell you right now daycare in florida for two kids where we have our kids at school is fourteen hundred dollars a month mm -hmm. i i know that we pay more in daycare than some people pay in their mortgage yeah so in that aspect, it's not worth going back to work. It's right. cheaper to stay at home and raise your kids and do that until they go to school. And then you have to figure your life out. Yeah. And if you have your AAS and you're doing your schooling from home and you get to the point where you can go and get a job when they go back to school, that's dope because that sets you up for success. It does. And you don't need him for that. Mm -hmm. you, you, you need to, I really hate to say give him ultimatums. I hate that. Right. Excuse me, because I don't do well with that. If you came in and was like, here, this is the way this is going to happen. No, no, no. Right, but no, that, no, no, that no. would be, if it was just out of the blue <clears throat> and there were no conversations prior and I gave you ultimatums, that's a problem. Right. If we had, let's say, six conversations about something that's bothering me in our relationship and you fix it for a week or two and then it falls to the wayside again, that's when the ultimatums would start coming in. Like, okay, we've had several discussions about this. You change your behavior for one week and then it goes back to the same thing. I feel like you don't care about me. Right. That's a problem for me. So if X, Y, and Z doesn't happen... This is going to be the repercussions. And those conversations also need to be stated as there are things that I need mm -hmm. from my husband that you are not giving me. Right. And if you can't give me those things, that's when the ultimatums happen. Yes. And it needs to be discussed as such because just going, I expect you to change and do all of this. Mm -hmm. That's not fair to people to have to change who they are to be with somebody. Right. If you don't mesh, that's fine. That it's okay to not mesh with somebody. Right. But if two people love each other, they're going to want to change to work right. on each other to make that work. You they're would never have to give me an ultimatum. Mm -mm. If you were like, hey, um, I, I, can't, I can't even give you an example because we don't do this or have any of this. But if I was like, <clears throat> if I made an inappropriate joke, I'm going to use the divorce thing as an example because it's, it's whatever. In the event that... <clears throat> I was making divorce jokes and you were like, when you make divorce jokes, you, you invalidate me as your wife. You make me feel like you're going to leave. I am losing all stability and, um, security, security. That was what I was looking for security. I do not feel secure in my marriage because I believe that you are looking for an out mm -hmm. by making these divorce jokes. And I was, and I was like, damn, I was just trying to be funny. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. That would be the end of it. I would right. never do that again because I don't want you to feel that way. But if I was like, I'm just trying to joke and then continue to do it anyways, it's showing you exactly how I feel about your feelings. Right. So for people who have those conversations and have issues in their marriage that need to, I, I think I'm getting an echo in my headphone. Anyways, um, in the event that you have that and people can't dial it back to try to take care of their partner, you are failing to provide. And I'm that's, hearing the echo. Yeah, are you? Mm -hmm. I need to turn my game down then. Um, you are failing to provide. And that's one of the issues that you have as a partner. Mm -hmm. Your job is to provide, especially as a man. Women have their own things that they're supposed to provide their family. But for a man, your job is to provide financially, emotionally, mm -hmm. protect, lead. And if you can't do those things, you are failing as a man. And, you know, that's not when you say provide financially, if you're a two income household, dope. It right. is still part of your responsibility to provide for that household. And 
this might seem controversial if a man and a woman are together or same sex, whatever, female and masculine energies, that masculine energy, in my opinion, is supposed to work harder than the female one, the feminine one. I agree. I agree. If a woman has to work to help support the household, she is doing that as a duty to her family. Right. And vice versa, if it's the woman working and the man's going to be a stay at home, he is more comfortable be staying at home and you guys are messing up financially or whatever. I'm going to use us as a scenario. If we are doing poorly financially, you would go back to work before I go do back to work. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm finishing my tattoo apprenticeship is because that's my dream. Right. I've dreamed about being a tattoo artist since I was eight years old. I'm not going back to work because we're hurting financially. I'm going back to work purely because I want to say that I did this in my lifetime. Right. But it is also a benefit to us and it right. is going to level up, levels up financially. There's a whole right. lot of goes into that, but I'm still working. Right. So for a man, just on the same topic, if a man is a stay at home, there's nothing wrong with that. You right. can still provide. Mm-hmm. You're providing parenting. Mm-hmm. You, the, the provision still happens. It right. just may not be financially. And that's fine if the woman's the breadwinner and she makes enough money that you guys get to live a dope life. Mm-hmm. I don't have a qualm with that. Right. But you still have a whole lot of duties that need to be performed to still provide for your family. Mm-hmm. It just shifts from financial to emotional, spiritual, because you should still be leading your home. Right. I don't know. And, you know, <clears throat> if it's the kind of thing where the dude's working like six days a week, 12-hour days, the wife should go back to work. If they're struggling financially and new things are popping up, it is your duty to your family to make sure it's stable. You need to go back to work. It's not on him who's already working six days a week, 12-hour days to get a second job to help financially support the household. In that scenario too, mm-hmm. and this this may rub some people the wrong way, I believe that you are failing to provide if you're working 12-hour days, six days a week. Because the one day that you're awake at home, you don't know your kids. Right. You don't know your wife. You're spending, you're, you're, <clears throat> you're giving more to your boss mm-hmm. unless you're your own boss. You're giving more to your boss than you are to your family. Right. You are failing to provide as a parent if you have kids and you're working 12-hour days, six days a week. You don't know your kids. Right. What are you going to be at home on Sundays and pissed off because they're making noise while you want to watch football and have a beer and relax? Like provision is so much more than financial. Mm -hmm. And though I believe a man should lead financially, that's not always in the cards for people. Right. You guys need to look at your life and evaluate. And and I don't believe in balance. Mm -hmm. I don't because you're not going to get a perfect home life, perfect work life, perfect finances, perfect vacations. Right. You're going to have to sacrifice in some parts to make things work. Mm -hmm. That's where the balance needs to come in. Right. Are you working 60-40? Mm-hmm. Are you working 80-20? How much time do you really have with your family? Because if you bring a child into this world, it's your duty to raise those children. Right. It's not all on the wife to do it while you're out there right. working, providing for the household. <clears throat> yep. If you are killing yourself at a job and barely scraping by, get a better job. Yeah, absolutely. Gain a new skill set. Level learn, up as a man. Learn a trade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cut your hours back and go back to, to, to community college and learn to weld. Find something else to do. Also, 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 if you are that man that's working 12-hour days, six days a week, are you doing it because you don't like your woman? Ooh, that's a good question. It is a good question because I know a lot of people who are super into their job and hate their families because when they go home... There's oh, a war. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this. Are we done with that email? Uh, We're done well, reading the email? Well, we didn't really give a solution. I, I mean, I did. I, I don't know what to say other than... Because everything that I would tell her to do, she's already done. Right. I, I went back to see if he stopped going to therapy or if he's still going. My conversation would be, if he stopped going, I would say, I noticed a change when we were in therapy. Mm-hmm. And it was making me feel more secure in our relationship. 
I need you to really start to grow as a person. I can't live like this anymore. I'm not happy. If this is how you want to live your life, then we need to separate. That. That right there. I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. And I I remember now that I actually did say give an ultimatum, and then we went on a tangent. Right. And the ultimatum needs to happen. Mm -hmm. I, I need a partner who supports me and wants to be here. Yeah. If you don't want to be here, let me go. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you, I can find somebody that's going to treat me better than I feel you're treating me. Yeah. And it, it sucks. And as a man, to hear that, that fucking hurts. It does. Because it's she's basically telling you like, hey, you dropped the ball and didn't even bother to pick it back up. Mm-hmm. You dropped the ball and kicked it 50 yards away. Mm-hmm. And you know, as, as, a, as a woman who left a man with kids... If that comes to this scenario where you guys separate and you're worried about it being a single mom, it's hard. It is not going to be easy. It is worth it. Yep. I was <laughs> horrified that I was going to be I was going to remain single because I was a single mom with two kids. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. I understand being lonely. Yeah. I do. I also understand that if you're alone with mm-hmm. two kids and you're able to raise those kids and even right. if you're struggling financially, you're able to provide them a better life. Mm-hmm than what they would experience growing up in a home with parents who hate hate each other. Right. Kids notice that shit. Yeah. They realize that the parents don't like each other. Why are they always fighting? Why can't they get along? Right. That will affect them long term mm-hmm. on some level or another, and it's going to teach them what's acceptable in a relationship. Right. In the event that you end up as a single mom like you did, and yeah. you do the dirty work, and you work on yourself, and you figure out your demons, and you figure out your bullshit, you mm-hmm. will find a better partner. Right. But even when I was still a single mom, like... After I separated from my ex, I dated somebody and it went okay. We, we broke up, so it wasn't the greatest, but right. he was a good dude. But before you and I got together, I was single for over a year. And being out of, that, out of those relationships and having that single time to myself, that was probably one of the best years of my life. I figured out who I was. I grew as a person. I figured out what I wanted in life, what I wanted from a partner. I was happy. I had no worries about somebody else's baggage <coughs> along with my baggage. I was purely just working on me. I wasn't trying to right. fix me and another person. Right. My kids got to see me happy. We could do whatever the hell we wanted. We had dance parties in the kitchen with the music loud as hell, and yep. they were having a good time. We still do those things. Now they just have a loving step-parent in the picture. Right, but you do those things because you learned that that's what you liked. Right. So that year of downtime, you got learned hobbies. Mm -hmm. You got to figure out what TV shows and movies that you enjoyed on your own because there was no second opinion involved in anything. That's important. Mm -hmm. Having that independent time and learning who you are, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know how many people go from relationship to relationship to relationship because they're afraid of being alone? I was that person. You need that downtime. You need that alone time to learn who you are and what your wants and passions. I'm not saying that you can't learn that when you're with somebody. You can right. absolutely learn your hobbies, but you are doing it with an influence of another person. Mm-hmm. You get a man and a woman together, masculine, feminine energy, and eventually she becomes less feminine, more masculine. He becomes less masculine, more feminine, and you guys end up becoming one flesh. You become right. the same person, and you have to work to keep that. The that, individuality. Right. But if you're not willing to take that time because you're too busy appeasing... You become a shell. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. That's a really shitty situation. It is. And, and it happens. And it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. That last scenario is actually, I want to say Jordan Peterson has talked about that. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? You have to work on, on maintaining that, what it is that made you want them in the first place. Mm-hmm. And they should be working on doing the exact same thing. Yeah. 
You want to play what you have? I do, because this is relevant to everything. Okay. You guys are only at audio. You know what you hear from a lot of women that are post-divorce? My husband was a workaholic. He just dove into his work and he put blinders on to the rest of the world around him. It was all about his work. I couldn't get him to do much of anything else. He was at the office for long hours. When he was home, he went to his home office. He was on his phone all the time, tapping away, messaging, trying to get that next big deal. And the woman feels neglected, understandably. From one self-professed workaholic, let me give you a different perspective on this. And this does not apply to every situation, so don't go there, okay? Now, I'm just saying that this is common enough that I hear this from a lot of guys that I talk to. Dadstartingover.com. We have one-on-one coaching. The man is this super successful salesman type dude, right? And uh, he works really, really hard. He's pounding the streets. He's hitting the phones, and he lands a big deal. I'm going to pause this for a minute because I want to address something. Because he's going to get into, he's going to explain this from a slightly different scenario Mm -hmm. because he's going to get into specifics as to why things get to the way they are. When men work those jobs, they're doing it for two reasons. Mm -hmm. When they, so one, oh, I guess three because of what he gets into, but when you're killing yourself for those hours, you're either doing it because you really want to level up in life and provide for your family. That's, Mm -hmm. that's one. Or two, you don't like your family, you don't want to be at home. You would rather be somewhere else doing something else than to be with your family. It's another form of escapism. It is. And I believe it. And when I first heard this, I'm like, yeah, dude, like you, you were like that because you didn't want to be around your woman. Right. If you don't like your partner, why would you want to be there? Mm -hmm. If you know that when you walk through the door, you're going to deal with a John Wick scenario. Why would you want to go home? We've said that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. He then gets into scenarios that makes men feel that way. And it makes a whole lot of sense. Right. And I am going to try to splice this into the the footage, but I I don't know if it'll work. Okay. And it gets him a big $10,000 commission, which leads to another deal, which leads to another deal. And he's getting a lot of pats on the back. And the boss is calling him in the office and saying, you know, you keep this up. You're up for the VP of sales job. I'm telling you, man, in just a few short years, the job is yours. Keep it up. And people are coming to him asking for help, mentorship. It's really boosting his ego. It's really validating him, making him feel like a million bucks. He is rewarded. He puts in his time. He puts in the effort. He does the right thing, and the office rewards him with money. It's more than money. He's, He's getting, getting validation. And positive affirmation from everyone around him. Hey, bro, you're killing it. Good job. Wow. Good job. Yeah, yeah. So dude feels like the king of the world at, at work. But when he gets home. He feels like a piece of shit because his wife is shitting on him. He gets into it. And like, this is it. This is, this is the life for a lot of people, men and women, <clears throat> but people don't realize it. They yeah. don't realize the validation that they're getting at work. That they're not getting at home. Right. Yep. That breaks my heart. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Status. Status is huge to men. Can't overemphasize that. And then the dude comes home and he walks in the door. Honey, you won't believe what the boss said to me. He called me in his office and, and the wife cuts him off and says, remember yesterday when I said, could you take that one thing outside of the garage? You forgot to do it. The guy goes, oh shit, I'm sorry. I'll do that here in a second. But guess what the boss said? The boss said that. She goes, why is it you always discount everything that I say? I ask one thing of you and you can't do it. And the guy slumps his shoulders, hangs his head and goes, I'll do it right now. Dude went from feeling like on top of the world. Right, to subclass. Yeah, because he didn't take something out of the garbage. Because he forgot. Do you know how easy it is to just let your partner be excited? Why would you want to shit on someone's excitement? 
If he comes in the door and he's super pumped or she is super pumped, do not stop. Do not shit on that. Don't interrupt them. Let him, let him just let him live that moment. Right. And then afterwards, be like, I'm so proud of you. You're fucking killing it, babe. You're doing everything that you should be doing as a husband, and I appreciate you, and I see you. Mm-hmm. Let him have that moment. Right. And then be like, hey, before you get comfortable, can you take care of the thing in the garage like I asked you to yesterday? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And he'd be like, yeah, no problem. Right. He's on top of the world right now. Right. Now and my you, wife recognizes right. me too. Oh, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's selfishness. No, it it genuinely it makes me really sad. This is the kind of shit that's gonna keep me up at night now. Yeah. I cannot imagine what it feels like to go to work and be the fucking man. And I meant that F word. Mm-hmm. You go to work, you're the fucking man. Everybody adores you, appreciates you, like you get shit done, you're the closer, everybody knows you do what you say, and then you get home and your wife just constantly berates you. Mm-hmm. He just hangs that man card up outside the door. And leaves it outside the door so that when he goes to work tomorrow, he can take it back and put it back in his pocket. And, you know, I wonder what his coworkers think of him. Yeah. Like knowing that he's this kick-ass man and he he gets shit done. He pro- they probably assume his home life is just as good. I will know. There's probably parties. They'll, they'll see his wife for how she is. Yeah. If he's been at the same company for decades and... Would, if a woman berates a man at home, she'll berate him in public. Would you even go... Would, would you even go? As a man, if this was me, right. and I knew that you were going to do that the moment I walked in the door and there was a company outing, I wouldn't mm-hmm. take you. I wouldn't even go. I'd be like, yeah, sorry, guys. I got to take the kids to gymnastics. Right. I'm not bringing you out into that scenario where I can be shit on in front of the people that admire me. That's what? the only happiness and respect that I get in the right. world. I'm not fucking letting you ruin that. It happens, though. There are men who experience that now. Yeah. Where they go out in public with their wife and they know that they're going to be embarrassed in public. Yeah, and they tolerate it. Right. And then you, you get talked about. There are people who see you get berated by your wife and they feel bad for you. And they wonder why you just allow that shit to happen. Why you would let somebody walk all over you. And the same thing goes for women. If you're this boss bitch at work and you get things done and people know you for your drive and your discipline. And you go home and your man treats you like a piece of shit. Everybody either feels bad for you or they think you're stupid. Yep. Or they think you're stupid. And that and goes we, for both sexes. And he takes the thing outside and he comes back inside and the wife says, and the trash, you forgot that too. I can't do everything around here. Understood. I got it. Cool. And he takes the trash out and he comes back in and the wife says, did you even check your uh, son's grades? Do you even know what's going on with school? And the tone is based, basically from the wife. The tone is you've been gone doing all this job stuff. You leave me here with all the responsibilities of the home stuff. It's not fair. I feel overwhelmed as a woman. I feel like all the responsibilities on my shoulders and uh, this isn't really fair. And the guy's like, okay, well, maybe she has a point. I'll chip in a little harder. I'll do a little bit more work around the house and do more things to help out with the family and the kids. So basically the tone at home is one of, I'm not doing enough. I'm, I'm not good enough. I, I could do better. And then he goes back to work the next day and guess what he gets? Before I get in, before he continues with that, do you know how easy it is to just have the conversations at home without shooting on somebody? Right. I was just thinking it's valid to feel frustrated and right. burnt out when you berate or belittle your partner and tell them you're not enough. Why do you do this to me? Mm-hmm. No, that's not the way to handle it. Yeah. Why would you want to? Why would right. you want to go above and beyond for somebody that sees you in that light? At, at some point, you're going to try to be better. You're going to mm-hmm. try to prove them wrong. 
And then they're just going to hit you with, well, why didn't you do this five years ago? Right. Or there's going to be some other scenario and they're not going to want to continue to try to do it. And then you guys are going to end up in roommate phases. You're going to hate each other. More pats on the back. More attaboys. Prospective customer that he's been working on for weeks and weeks says, I'm ready to do that deal. This is a $20,000 commission for him. Holy shit. He can't wait to go home and tell his wife. The that. I can't wait to go home and tell my wife. I want to share all of my achievements with my partner. Yeah. I want to celebrate together. I want my victories to be our victories. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you came into the kitchen and told me this morning that you hit 200,000 followers on TikTok, that was one of the dopest moments for me. Yeah. That was a big goal for you. Mm -hmm. A goal we never thought that either of us would hit. Right. I'm less than 1,500 away from hitting 200,000. Right. Yeah, we're almost there. That's insane. You could have come in there and said, I hit 200,000 and be like, good for you yeah who cares it's just tiktok yeah like i could have been salty about it mm -hmm. i could have wanted to hit 200,000 first i didn't it doesn't matter to me right it's a number there are people out there who would get salty about that shit make it a competition mm -hmm. and because you surpassed me i could have been super shitty about it yeah you hit 200,000 but i deserve it yeah i was super stoked for you you told me that and I had the biggest fucking smile on my face because I was genuinely happy for you. That right. was a big deal for you. You talked yeah. about it for weeks. Yeah, because I, I jumped 20,000 followers in like eight days. Yeah, it's less. it's been <coughs> less than two weeks. But we're putting the time into TikTok with this, this clips and the right. shorts to try to grow this. This is an us thing. Right. Your TikTok is not just your TikTok. Right. We're building a brand together. That TikTok is solely to get this going. Right. Because if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't be on TikTok. I mm -hmm. would delete the fucking app. I don't oh, I enjoy it. It. <laughs> it is it's a tool. Right. And I'm utilizing that tool for this. Yeah. That that was just an example of right. when your partner hits an achievement, even if it's a small one to you, or if some way you feel slighted by something, you still need to acknowledge that that's dope mm -hmm. for them. You validate them. Yeah, mm -hmm. celebrate that little victory. Right. Why not celebrate that little victory? Right, like... what is it really that big of a deal if yeah. your partner does something and you feel somehow overshadowed by them? Like, mm -hmm. lift them up anyways. Right. Because if they're winning, you're winning. Mm -hmm. Cute little receptionist from downstairs says, hey, you're looking really handsome in that shirt today, mister. I was like, well, things are just clicking for him. I even thought that mm -hmm. if he's at the top of the world at work and he goes home to a bunch of bullshit, that's opening the door for emotional cheating. That's opening the door for actual cheating. Mm -hmm. That one compliment from a coworker female is, is everything right now because he, he got shit on yesterday. He he's got having, probably shit on before he left for work. Right. Now he's at work feeling on top of the world and another woman sees his value instead of seeing what he doesn't do mm -hmm. and is treating him from a level of respect because it's super important to men. Mm -hmm. Now the wheels are turning. Right. Why should I go home and be with my wife when I can be with this younger, more attractive intern mm -hmm. that sees my value? Yeah. You know, I'm really big on I'm your wife, but I'm still your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I flirt with you constantly. Yeah. I give you compliments regularly. And they're the stupidest things and they make you laugh, but they still make you feel good. They do. They absolutely do. I refuse to stop flirting with you because even though I'm your wife, there are probably women out there, not probably, I put money on the fact that there is a woman out there who would still pine after your ass. And if I slip up in one way and she comes in and she was like, oh, damn, you look good in that shirt, that's, that could be the first compliment you've heard in two years. Yep. And that goes a long way for a man. Right. Yep. I'm on top of that shit. And I'm not saying that you need to do those things to save your man. Right. But you should do it because you want to do it for your man. Right. We date. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I check the movies regularly to see yeah. if something new has come out. 
I look for shows. Like I, I go on to the Straz website to see what new musicals are coming and, and mm-hmm. try to find things that we can do and experience that's out, together out of our, our area so mm-hmm. that we can live life. Us going to the corkscrew preserve tomorrow morning to take pictures. It's an hour and a half that we get to spend in the car in each direction. Right. So there's three hours in the car that we get to just talk and be together. Plus two hours of walking in nature. Right. Doing knows, something we enjoy together. Who knows what we're going to see. Mm-hmm. We get to talk about photography. We get to talk about hobbies. We get to, you know. Yeah. That's a, that's a date. We, we date. Mm-hmm. And, and whether you want to look at it as us just doing photography together, it is a date. It is. It's something we look forward to. And it, we've set the date. We're mm-hmm. going to do this on Friday. We're going to get up early. We're going to drive down there. We're going to do all the shit like. It doesn't take much. And unless something business related pops up, nothing is going to cancel those plans. Right. The boys messaging you saying, hey, we're going to go paintball Friday. Nope. I already got prior plans with my woman. We'll reschedule that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Can't go. I have Mm -hmm. more important things to do. Yeah. This is awesome. Then he goes home. Honey, guess what I did? And she goes, before you get started. And she lays into him again. That man has a lot of incentive to stay more so in the office than to come home. Why? The office is a reward. It's a reward in terms of money, and it's a reward in terms of just in general making him feel better about himself. Newsflash, people gravitate to what makes them feel good. Other newsflash, they go away from what makes them feel bad. He comes home every day to, here's what you did bad. Here's what you did wrong, and here's how you are failing. And he goes to work, and he hears, here's how you're awesome, and here's your reward. More money, more status. Just food for thought. That's it. So... Dude is not respected at home, and he's respected at work, and now he's working more hours. Right. Not coming home. Mm-hmm. The the new coworker that complimented his T-shirt sees right. how awesome it is and how good he's doing and how happy he is when he's at work, and she wants a little bit of that happiness, and now she's weaseling her way in. Yeah. It, it, it just, when men work those kind of hours, they're doing it for one of two reasons. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they want to level up and, and be successful and provide, mm-hmm. or they don't like their partner. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. In a scenario where he doesn't have to work those crazy hours to provide for a family and a woman is not at home, he's not working those kind of crazy hours. He's going to go home, watch TV, have a drink, go to the bar, go play pool, go hiking, go mountain climbing, whatever it is that they do. Do something that makes him happy. Right. Because he has the freedom to do so. Instead, (laughs) he is required to come home where he's going to be shit on, berated, disrespected, shown that he has no value in the home other than a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Why, Why would you want to go home to that? And, you know, in, in TikTok, one of the TikToks that we posted, well, I posted on my page, almost 600,000 views on it right now. And almost every comment is either from a dude saying something super inappropriate or it's of a woman saying, I love the way he looks at you. Mm-hmm. On almost every platform, a woman mentions how you look at me. How did I land a man like you? You glow when you look at me. You can genuinely tell that I make you smile. All these things, right? And... It all really boils down to women asking, how did I get a man like you? Because I am your happiness. Mm-hmm. He even said, men are going to gravitate to things that make them happy. People in right. general are going to gravitate to things that make them happy. <clears throat> I choose to be your happiness. I choose to be your peace. People choose to have petty arguments and get upset about stupid things and interrupt somebody when they're getting ready to tell them some good news. Yeah. You choose to shit on people when they come to you with an achievement and say, this happened to me today. Oh yeah. Well, good for you, I guess. We want to lift each other up. This is not, this is not just a, we dated and you made me happy. Right. It's as we are still dating Mm -hmm. and you still make me happy. We still choose to make each other happy. And we, we go out of our way for each other. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to go out of your way for someone. And, and, And 
For example, mm -hmm. if I throw my underwear near the laundry basket and it doesn't quite make it in and you pick it up and scoop it into the laundry basket when you walk by to go to the bathroom right. and never say a word about it, you just went out of your way to make me happy. Mm -hmm. If I'm standing by the laundry basket taking my socks off, I can pick up your underwear. Half a second. Yep. And you do the same for me. If I throw my leggings over there right. and you're there standing taking your shirt off, you're going to pick my leggings up. Mm-hmm. In the event that I do laundry and I take the laundry basket back into the bedroom and our clothes are where our hamper normally is, I mm -hmm. scoop them up and put them in the basket. Yeah. I don't ever go, how dare you? Mm -hmm. We need another laundry basket so th these clothes never touch the floor. I leave cabinets open. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's something you could bitch about. Right, I could. I could be like, hey, can you come here for a minute and make you stop what you're doing to be like, hey, you didn't close that cabinet. Right, just close the <coughs> cabinet. Kids leave lights on. Yeah, I don't, leave doors open. I, I don't yell at them to come in there, turn the light off, and close the door. If I'm standing there, I just do it. Right. Why make an issue out of something that is otherwise not an issue? Mm -hmm. And it can be a conversation later. Right. Like, hey, kid, come here. When you leave a bedroom, just make sure you turn the light off. Right. Or at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. Hey, I noticed that you left the bedroom light on today before you went outside to play. Make sure you turn it off from now on. Yeah. Okay, Dad. Whatever. Don't leave doors open. I don't, I don't understand why people choose to make conflict. It's because right. they're bitter and they're miserable and they're not on the same page with their partner. Right. And because what, they're miserable, they want their partner to be miserable because you're causing my misery. Right. I'm going to be your misery. Right. You are matching energies. Mm -hmm. And one of you has to decide to be the bigger person to make yeah. that stop or you're going to continue living the way that you're living and it's just going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to live like that? Yep. That's all it comes down to. It. And people, and I see those comments. I see those comments all the time about people, where did you find a man like that? Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of finding a man like this. Men like this are everywhere. We are. Mm -hmm. You just have to maintain it. It if, might not even be a person you're physically attracted to. Right. You know, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. No, you better be physically attracted to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Like, All that shit you talk. You check every box. What were you going to say? I don't know. I saw that soda can in your hand. It looked really tiny. And I was like, well, that's what my throat looks like. <laughs> so. Oh, man. That's going to get clipped. What was I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what even we were talking about at this point. I really don't recall. Well, that was the end of the, that was the end of the email. <laughs> well, episode 10, guys, three hours. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't even know. I really don't remember what we were saying. It's uh, we were talking about picking your battles and, and, and. Oh, you said that sometimes it's not even somebody that you're physically attracted oh, to. Yeah. So. <clears throat> When it comes to quality, say you look at somebody and they have six out of 10 things you find attractive, but somebody has nine out of 10 things you find attractive, but they're a shit, piece of shit person. Yeah. You want to be with someone who's going to treat you good. They might not have all of the attributes that you find physically attractive, but if they check every box for you emotionally, financially, spiritually, that person has more value than someone who is more attractive. Yeah, because looks are going to fade. Time right. catches up to all of us. You want to know where those men's are? Those men? Yeah. Those men's? You want well, to know where those men are? They're in the friend zone. You put them there. Mm -hmm. They're not at the club. Yep. They're not on Tinder. They're at work. Making their bag. Building themselves a future. Mm -hmm. Going home. Relaxing. Unwinding. Drinking a beer. Playing video games. Doing whatever they're doing. To unwind. But they're not at the club. Yep. They are not on Tinder. They're not roaming the streets. Not saying, hey, girl, can I get your number? <laughs> <laughs> They're in the friend zone. They're in the friend zone. Yep. 
they're the ones that you see as a quality person, but they're just not quite attractive enough for you. Yeah. Or there's that one thing about them that just doesn't sit right with you and you're not willing to give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Those men that look at that will look at you the way that I look at you, look at them the way that I look at you, are the ones who genuinely want to be there. The ones who want to be the good man, the one who wants to provide and protect and lead and make you smile every day. Start over with what you just said. What part of that didn't you get? I'm not comprehending what you're telling me. The men who are, that will look at a woman, their woman, the way that I look at you, are the ones who have been friend zoned for whatever reason that they've been friend zoned. They're the ones who have been pining after the woman, Mm -hmm. chasing after her, trying to show her their value that want to send them text messages every morning. Good good morning, beautiful. I hope that you had a great day at work. How was work? How are the kids doing? Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are involved, the ones who genuinely give a shit. Right. But for some reason, there's something off about their appearance that doesn't sit right with you. Or you're afraid you're going to ruin a friendship because men hear that stupid shit all the time. If you can't build a friendship with somebody first, Mm -hmm. why are you dating them? Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't build that foundation and create that friendship first, you end up in a marriage like the the email that we just read. The men who are willing to look at a woman or will look at a woman and glow the way that I look at you are the ones who pine after those women. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. Business happens and sometimes you don't get the opportunity to miss a phone call. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what I was talking about or where I was. Um, So we're three hours. Mm -hmm. It'll be probably two hours and 30 minutes or two hours and 45 minutes with the cuts that I make. Right. Do we want to take a break? Because I'm starving. I need to eat. My stomach's pissed. Um, I want to do... Uh, Patreon exclusive because mm-hmm. we have a, a get to know the Chris's that were questions submitted by our Patreon. Also, if you want to have more direct interaction with us, check out the Patreon. Links should be in the description. Posted elsewhere on everything. Yep. Guys, we've built a really neat community over there. And, and I know that obviously we're supposed to plug ourselves because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But understand that we have built an actual community of people who are very engaged with each other, who they are giving genu- advice. They genuinely care about what's happening over there. Um, Check out our Patreon. We are all getting to know each other on a very, I I want to say very personal level, but we are learning a lot more about everybody. And we all get excited about the lives. We have premieres on YouTube Mm -hmm. and the Patreon people are in the premieres. And we're getting new people in the premieres every time we post one. So if you enjoy community and conversation and be able to get different perspectives from like-minded people, check out the Patreon. Absolutely. Um, and I was getting ready to plug it. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, but I would like to record for them, do the Q&A. We have, um, what else? There was something else we were supposed to do for Patreon. I don't remember. I don't recall. We can do another email. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Q&A. There was something we were supposed to, maybe we'll remember over lunch. Okay. I, I don't remember. All right, guys. So we're going to take a break, eat lunch, and then hopefully record some more content so that we have enough to hold us over while we remodel the podcast studio. Yep. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye guys. For those of you who enjoy our content and would like to support us and help grow the channel, the easiest way to do that is a super chat here on YouTube. For those of you who really, really like the content and would like to see more of it, check out our Patreon group. It gets exclusive content that will never be seen here on YouTube. Early release stuff for those of you who are just as impatient as I am, as well as live streams with a live chat every Friday night. If you can't afford to do either one of those, or you're just not into that. The next best thing that you can do is share this with people who you feel may vibe with it. No matter how you decide to support us, it's super dope and we thank you.